For in-depth analysis, there's ESPN. For a couple of guys giving you reactions, rumors, and straight-up opinions, this is the place. Corner Pub Sports. Check out the website, cornerpubsports.com. Follow them on Twitter at Corner Pub Sports and find them on Facebook. Now, grab a cold one, sit back, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the pub. Hello, everyone. This is Mark McMillan, former Philadelphia Eagle. You're tuning in to the Corner Pub Sports. It's true. Corner Pub Sports. Brought to you by Wildfire Radio. <laughs> Anything going on this week? Nah, nothing. Nothing at all. It's been a very slow week for sports and a football team in general. Yeah. Yeah. Free agency started. We uh, I did it. Yeah. All right. We weren't really, we weren't really expected to do anything, so, you know. Big week for New England. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we got plenty of football stuff to talk about. Yeah, it's um, going to dominate the whole had, show. Uh, yeah, had, basically, yeah. We had McMillan, growing McMillan, but, uh, you know. Um, New England, McMillan. New England might be cooking a little bit. Yeah. It, it, I like what you did there. Well yeah. yeah. I see where you're going. Like yeah. like I'm picking up what you're putting down. I uh, just want to <laughs> give a quick shout out. I've got a couple couple new listeners in the house. Uh, Taylor and uh, Kathy have uh, just tuned in for the first time, I believe. Taylor uh, from State right? Taylor? No, no, not that Taylor. Oh. Um, so I want to give a shout out to them and of course uh, uh, Hi, Richie Hi, as well. Kathy. Yeah. So welcome, <laughs> welcome aboard, guys. Um, and, uh, what and, on the subject? And too. any other new uh, listeners that are out there? Thank yep. you for uh, having me out, Sean Kling, and the crew from Iron Horse Cinemas. Yes, yes. Yeah. That was last yeah, week. Nice enough to invite me out to the showcase that they have for all the the different projects and everything that they're working on at the Newtown Theater the other night. It was really a, a great evening out. It was just. Phenomenal. I had a lot of fun. That's, That's great. That's awesome, yeah. man. We yeah, had the show, so we, we weren't able to make it, but, uh, you know, we're glad we uh, CPS was represented, well represented, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. They were nice enough to give us a little bit of love at the show, too, so. Perfect. Yeah. Hookers. Ho- hookers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, we <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> we have a, uh, uh, a very uh, special event coming up in two weeks. There is no show next Friday. Um, little vacay. But we're going to make up for it. Yes, we Twice are. Twice as hard with the next show. Giggity. Giggity. <laughs> Giggity. Fuck it right in the pussy. We talked about it last week. I guess it was the first time we talked. We brought it up. But uh, March 24th, Friday night. Our second anniversary party. Naked Pro and Company Naked in Hilton Valley. This place is see, awesome. We want to see everybody there. It is going to be an absolute party, too. I don't get there nearly enough. I, I, you know, I get to stop in and say hi every once in a while, but if it were up to me, I, I'd be there every day, twice on Sundays. Oh, yeah. Very cool place. Very cool spot. Uh, the, the beer there is... I Second mean, to none. Just, uh, I mean, yeah, it, it is, really is every bit as good as anything that you're going to get in any of the local microbreweries or anything that the local beer scene has going on. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, I mean, the... The quality of product that they put out is absolutely five-star. Yep. I challenge you to find a better brewery. 
challenge you. <laughs> I dare you. Yeah, no, look. Bring I your mean, boys. We happen to live in an area where right now there's a just a terrific amount of really high-quality microbrewing going on. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of really good breweries out there. So it's not like, it, you know, we're stepping on anybody else's feet. I mean, like Second Story Brewing, we've had them uh, – Throw us some some beer at one point to try out. They're really good. Yeah, Concha Hawken Brewing, Glenn Macnell's uh, Brewery, phenomenal, phenomenal product. That's really. I'm telling you though, for everybody that we've had on St. Benjamin's, Naked's right there. Uh, I mean, they're a great, great brewery. Yeah, Brian, Brian, and the guys out out there have have done a phenomenal job. They're mm-hmm. they're really trying to grow their product. Um, and it's excellent stuff. It's yeah, really so good it's beer. a chance to not only support us, but to come out and really kind of jump behind a locally born and born and bred product. Yeah, excuse me, hey. beer burp. Yes, no, I mean it's it definitely you know if, if there's somebody to go back behind and support, the, those guys are you know Drink Brian's local. like really you know really a solid guy, really funny guy, you know doing it for the love he's hysterical of hysterical too. Yeah, yeah, he's doing it for the love of. of Beer. Oh, they all do. Anything, I mean, but that's but kind of a common theme among all the people that we've talked to. Yeah. Too. It seems like everybody that's really in this business really genuinely loves it. I mean, they sincerely have an enthusiasm for it. Yeah. We are uh, live on Periscope for those who are on Twitter and Periscope, just so you know. Oh, and very, very soon, too. I haven't put it up yet, mm-hmm. but John Cole sent us another Corner Pub Grub Sandwich. Cool. Literally, right as I was rolling up to your house. And you can nice. find that where? CornerPubSports.com. Brought to you by. The great Brendan Kelly. Yes. A lot of good content this week, too. You guys got to check it out. Yeah. We collaborated on an article. Um, yeah, we can get to that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, article about, you know, cooks. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, we had a couple, we had a couple a things. Um, article about Giroux, whether he's going to bounce back and, you know, Flyers, you know, we're, we're still representing Flyers strong. Yeah, uh, although the I mean, team doesn't be represented. I guess, I guess well. real quick before we get into the, the meaty stuff, uh, yeah, the Flyers right now are five uh, points out of the last disappointing loss spot. against the Maple Leafs. Terrible. That would have been big. Terrible yeah, that, that could have actually turned it around and, and got them to a point where they they that were pulling back. Yeah, that would have been a good stepping stone win for them. That would have been something that maybe they could use to kind of get a little momentum going. It's a shame because the game before, um, <clears throat> and granted, it was against Buffalo, who's the worst team in hockey. But yeah, but still, they beat the six breaks goal. Off yeah, them. they I did. Mean, yep. And then, uh, you know, same thing. You figured they would try to carry some of that momentum. It just, I don't know. For whatever reason, and I know we talked about this probably about two weeks ago, the last time I was on the show, mm-hmm. but it bears repeating. I mean, I'm so disappointed at the way that this season it's kind of shook out for the Flyers. I mean, I, I genuinely, I wasn't expecting them to be a Stanley Cup contender. I thought I was being pretty reasonable. But a really competitive seven-game series in the first round, maybe the opportunity to sneak into the maybe second. Maybe a playoff series win. I thought win. that yeah. seemed completely realistic. Somewhere around a six seed to you know, move up from the eight yeah, seed, something like something that. something like right. that. Just something to show a little bit of defined progress kind of as they move along. And, man, it just seems like they can't get their shit together. When they're finally scoring, they don't play defense. When the defense seems like it pulls together, the goaltending seems like it lets in a, a bunch of bad goals. You know, Mason's been inconsistent all over the place. It just they can't seem to get on the same page at any point. And you know what's weird about this? I mean, usually when you, you see a team regress, you know, the next year you look to like injuries and stuff. I don't think that they've been buried by injuries. Nah, they've no. been relatively healthy. I mean, they haven't really been missing anybody. I mean, again, it's hockey. There's always guys that are going to get knocked out here or there. But, I mean, 
for the most part, no, they they've been relatively healthy. They're just the, having the down big, seasons, especially the big guns. I mean, Voracek, Giroux, <laughs> those guys, Simmons. They those guys have been in there all, all year, right? Uh, and then you do have kids that have stepped up, but you also have. I like mean, Torrey's regressed. And he was hurt for a little bit, but uh, Spears he's taking he's a little regressed. Bit of a he's playing he's playing better now. Yeah. Um, since his last bench, and he's he's come on a little bit. Um, but I mean, last season he was playing like his hair was on fire. Yeah, and he was huge on the power play last year. And yeah, the, and the, it's the, just the, not the Flyers in that general easy for him this year. Yeah, the Flyers in general on the power play have been awful. I mean, they're just they're not very good. And um, it seems like it's been their Achilles heel for the last couple of years mm-hmm. too, though. Yeah, and that's where Ghost came in strong last year. Yeah. Ghost was huge Real shot from the, the point. That. From the point last year, I mean, he was he was all over the place, and and he really helped uh, get a lot of uh, a lot of uh, pressure on the goalie and and in those spots. And so far this year, he just hasn't been able to do that. I I, I expect him to bounce back. I don't think there's gonna be any problem there. Um, but well, I hope so. Yeah, I so I mean, this week right now for the Flyers is probably the biggest week of the season um, to this point. I mean, their their matchups. Uh, we're we're on in their favor. I mean, Toronto's not a very great team, and Buffalo obviously is terrible, so they beat them. So I mean, going forward, I mean, you just hope that they can yeah, maybe I mean, string Toronto's some wins together. I looked at it as being in a similar position to the Flyers. That's why, in my opinion, it would have been nice to have come away with a victory there. And yeah, so the Islanders now are, are uh, five points ahead, and you just hate that because <laughs> not only you know they're the rival and. All that, but five points with what? Sixteen games left. It's honestly yeah, the Islanders is quite a rival. I mean, <clears throat> they're in the division. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, when when you think of Flyers rivals, there's like a round off. They don't spring to mind. Before, I mean, yeah. usually it's like the Rangers or Penguins, Devils, like those. Games. Even like I put the, the Bruins. Bruins or, yeah. Well, you know what it was. I mean, I think the Islanders have been so irrelevant for so long. Exactly. That, you, yeah. you know, back you know what would be like the late seventies, early eighties when they were winning. Because yeah. then they win like. They won yeah, I think it was early row, 80s or something like that. I don't think it was around the same time. Well, maybe it was late Then 70s, there might yeah. have been a little bit of a rivalry, but they fell off so hard. I mean, yeah. you know, I think a lot of that, you know, New York, Philly, you know, back and forth really just kind of went with it. I was just – I think you guys kind of took what I said out of context a little. I was just saying, in divi- you know, being a division rival team. I mean, they're, they're in their division, so that's all right. I'm saying. Oh, I, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, they're not. They're just no, competition. Yeah, they're nowhere on the yeah. stages. Uh, then in Boston or the Pittsburgh, you know, Pittsburgh uh, rivalries, but um, still the fucking New York. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck New York. Fuck New York. <laughs> Most people from New York, except for Paige. Yeah, no, we like her. Yeah, there's a couple other people. Um, yeah, let, let's let's do it. Uh, oh, what am I doing? I, I forgot something. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Silly me. Sorry, guys, I forgot they're playing song today. Hollywood Hole. No, it's not. You don't know who this is? No. Macho Man? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why is there some, like... No. Oh, all right. No I, I thought you were going to bring out, like, a wrestling thing no. or something. No, I'm just... No, all right. You just I thought just, it'd be fun. I was just thinking about it during the week, and I went, that's right, Macho Man's rap out now. That's the intro tonight. <laughs> Uh, thinks about this all the time. <laughs> I do. <laughs> all right, but for real, this is this, this is his time to shine. This is what I what crazy really outlandish shit play. that I could come up with. Wow, that's low. But that is low. Eh, what are you gonna do? So the fight, fight, Philadelphia fight. Eagles uh, 
so much for not making a splash. Um, yeah, I, that was unexpected. Yeah. So day one of free agency was yesterday. Uh, of course, the tampering period <clears throat> began on a Tuesday, and there was no news. I mean, really, around well, the league. Well, the big news was the cuts early. I mean, Connor Barwin getting mm-hmm. let go. Well, that, was, that wasn't really that was still news. Thursday. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, back on Tuesday. I mean, nothing. The league, league wide, there was nothing at all. And you, and last year, contrary to to, to that, it was, you know, last year there was all kinds of movement and action going on. Right. Yeah, I think uh, one of the only of players that was signed before that was uh, what Barris, or not Barris? Jesus Christ, Marshall. Yeah, yes, that was, Marshall that was, was the first one. Marshall was basically it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's uh, it, it was kind of surprising. But man, I, what what was it about? Uh, I don't know, 1 o'clock on Thursday, you know, the, the first day of free agency. Uh, and the period right officially began that, at yeah. 4 o'clock. Eagles get Torrey Smith. And that was the first shoe to drop. And, um, I mean, let's go through it one by one, I guess, right? Yeah, well, yeah, so, Bar- so like you said, Barman gets cut early in the morning. And that was probably the biggest name that had gotten let go. Everybody saw it coming a mile away, though. I mean, I don't think there was – I was a little surprised that he wasn't traded – but that's about it. Uh, I mean, they tried. That, it's tough yeah, to trade. It's really it tough to trade, especially when a team knows that you got to get rid of a guy. I mean, everybody just kind of collectively colludes and sit back and waits for you to cut him. Yeah. But he was a guy though that I did think. I think he could be a productive player for the next two years. So I thought maybe there would be a team that would jump up, be like, "Hey, look, I'll give you a six. Right. You know, why don't you just swing him our way? We'll keep the money the same. We just think that he fits a lot better here than he would in Philadelphia. It'll be interesting to see what he gets. I I imagine he's not going to get the seven point eight or whatever it is. Oh God, no, no way, no, 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 no. no, no. He might get well, if three. he's not if he's not getting that, then why would a team trade for him? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, because I do think that he will get a nice contract. I just don't think it'd be quite that much money. But I thought maybe if there was one or two teams that were kind of bidding against each other, it wasn't impossible that he might get, you know, again, just to, the Eagles might get swung a late-round pick or something like that, six or seven. Rob Spears said you love the Cowboys. <laughs> well, why, why, why does Rob do this every time? Why, why is he gonna... I don't know. Hey, hey Rob. For it to be different. Hey, Rob, what have the Cowboys done? What have the Cowboys done in free agency? I know they lost a couple people. Mm. What have they done? They suck. <laughs> it did lose a couple people. So, uh, th- real quick on Barwin, uh, co- complete class act. I mean, the guy did a lot in the oh, community. Make the World Better Foundation, his yeah, playground revitalization project. I mean, he's a genuinely – he's a guy you could admire. Yeah, he was a great ambassador for the city. He's definitely going to be missed for that. He, he was a good player, just didn't fit the system anymore. Can you so. think of players who uh, – you know, it's a little different in football because you don't have a minor league system. Um, but the, who aren't homegrown players who oh, yeah, come in a couple. to come into Philadelphia and take in the city? I'm not saying revered by the fans, but I'm saying who reveres the city as much as he does. Yeah, Keith Dawkins. Jones would be a guy. Dawkins. Mm-hmm. Keith Jones was a guy. He came over as a free agent. He wasn't even really here that long. But he Dawkins was, only with the Flyers was drafted maybe by the Eagles three or four years. Oh, uh, somebody that was that yeah, was drafted came by, in. He was drafted came by in the after yeah. stairs. Do you think Matt Stairs took in the city? Yeah, absolutely. He's still here. Yeah, they pay him. He was here before that doing <laughs> broadcasts. He was here before that I mean. making wing Th- bowl That's what I mean. They pay him. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, those are two right off the top of my head. I don't know. I mean, but it was like Barwin became. He was one of those guys, though. A he resident of Philadelphia. Like he really got it. Like he seemed to understand, you know, the the kind of enthusiasm that the fans approach the game with. Yeah, I'm trying. Well, he got it. But he especially understood. someone who did as much as he did in the community. I mean, you can't tell me Matt Stairs is doing what he's doing. In the oh, community. no. In that regard, no. I mean, it's not even close. I mean, I know that's not what I asked, but. 
No, I mean, like I said, Connor Borwin's Playground Revitalization Project is mm-hmm. something to really be trumpeted. I mean, that was something that was a really cool thing to do. To just go in and buy all this new playground equipment, mm-hmm. like come in, just reinstall everything, re-blacktop. And, you know, to do this in areas where they wouldn't normally, in the city, be able to afford something like that is just fantastic. I yeah. mean, it's just great. How about Charlie Manuel? Charlie Manuel is a pretty good example. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's doing now, but... No, I mean, he, he comes on the air every once in a while. Yeah. And yeah, does he's stuff. still Sorry like to a cut you special off. hitting instructor here there. Yeah. A guy that didn't get it, but then seemed to get it after the fact is Mike Schmidt. Well, yeah. 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 The guy that didn't get it and still doesn't get it is uh, <laughs> Scott Rowland. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they tried. Well, something else you can do about that. But anyway, yeah, so Barwin just, I mean, basically he. I was sad to see was, him go, I was, but I understood. I was in a f- an argument with someone today about about this. Or, oh, you know, Eagle, oh, typical stupid Eagles move and all this stuff, getting rid of a good guy. I'm like, guys. No, he didn't fit. He was a four, he's a 3-4 player playing in a 4-3. I said, look, you can't. Ask him to play defensive line. He's he's undersized for defensive line. He got he well, got the eaten other up. thing too is he's always played on the left hand side of the line. Mm-hmm. Last season they flipped him over right. to the right. I mean, not only are you switching defense, it just looked on weird. Him, you're flipping him over. It was it, weird to it see was. him. It in was that evident spot. really quick that it just wasn't working. Plus he's wasn't. he's eight million dollars. Like that's huge. Yeah, like you, you really need well. That that's money. what these these people. Oh, you know he offered to take a pay cut and all. Yeah, but he just didn't fit. Yeah, well, he's still better than anyone. Not really the money. Well, he's better than anyone you have on the roster now. He's kind of not. Actually, like, <laughs> he can probably fit someone else in that spot and get a little more, yeah. the same if not more production out of it. It's well, just, I mean, you try. have you they have try. your two ends. You, you yeah, have Curry, Curry and, and Graham. And Graham. Now, you it know, it's really thin after that, though. That's, you're, you're kind of, you know, Curry is, is where you're really hurt because you he's. You don't know what's going on with him, man. Yeah, he didn't have the season everybody expected him to have. Last no, year. And, and he's 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 like the top five they gave him a, salary right yeah, now on the team. Month. And you could really use that money right now. So, um, so yeah. So then, uh, Tory Smith gets you know signed after Barvin's released because um, you I knew don't something. Think anybody else of any real consequences released, right? I know a couple of guys uh, got let go, but I don't think it was anybody really. Not uh, yet that I. No, nah, not yet. I mean, I mean, there's more coming, obviously, and I want to get into that. Has Romo yeah. officially been released yet? No, they're they're working on trying, to trade, trying to trade him, him now. Right? They're, yeah, they're just dangling him like a carrot, but. Well, they knew Houston wants him, so now all of a sudden, you know, they're putting the brakes on giving him away and. Yeah. Well, because Houston gave up that pick for, or you know, gave up the second rounder just to kind of clear up the cap space. What are they going to get for Romo? What are they going to get? A thirty-six-year-old beaten up quarterback. We can get a six-round pick. You know, I don't, I don't know what they're holding out for. It's not like the uh, Patriots are offering uh, this this year's first and next year's (laughs) first for Jimmy Garoppolo. Although, what is it? Who's giving the Patriots were all trying to? The Browns wanted Garoppolo. Patriots said you can have him for this year's first and next year's first. Yeah. Oh, it was funny too. After the uh, the Browns in Houston, trade, Garoppolo, I got a text from Chris Pavone. He's like, "What are they doing? <laughs> who was this for? Poor Chris? Chris Pavone? Yeah. What, what what did they give? What was the trade? Oh, when, when they traded for oh uh, for Oscar. yeah because oh, yeah. uh, oh, Chris Pavone he used to wrestle in the WWE. Went under yeah. the name Croft Daddy. He was a member of the Dude Busters Kaylin and everything. Cro- Kaylin Croft. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he's a big Browns fan. So, you know, we've gotten kind of friendly after having him on the show a couple times and everything. And, yeah, his reaction was <laughs> priceless. And then he's trying to, like, Typical justify Browns. it after the fact. Like, well, we got right, a second-round well, pick for $60 million. Well, maybe this is what they're thinking. Maybe they're trying to, like, put all this together, and they've got the money. They're one of the only teams that could actually eat that much money and get it up. You get a first if you're trying to eat money like that. 
It was basically a. Yeah, you make them pay. It was almost like a, like an NBA yeah, type exactly. trade. Yeah, yeah you know, that's exactly just, what it was. It just was just a salary like a dump. Move. Take him, get him out. He bought a pick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not. You basically bought a pick for what fifteen, sixteen million dollars. Yeah, that's and it's not even exactly a second rounder this year or in the draft. Second rounder next year. Yeah, this this draft's deep. They're like, no, we ain't giving you that. Like, I just, I, I feel like he got fleeced. Like, he actually like got a better deal with the picks and still ended up getting fleeced. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird. <laughs> Cleveland, who has the most cap space, I think, in NFL history, if I remember reading correctly. They have to spend $100 million, I think I saw. Something I th- like that. I think it's just short of that. Like $99.8 million that's, that's or something ridiculous. That's insane. There's, there's so many guys out in this free agency that could make your team better, too. Well, certainly for the Browns, anyway. I mean, Christ. <laughs> I mean, I've been sort of like hemming and hawing that it's a weak free agent class and everything like that, but for the Browns, shit, sign them all. Like, unless, you need everything. Unless the Browns are basically <laughs> You need here. all the things. Like, just take them. Just go buy them all. Unless you're sitting here and you're the Browns and you're literally like, like, hey, guys, we'll give you $2 million more than, than whatever they're offering. And they're like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Man, I'm going to go over there. I got these cheeseburgers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, they, if it's that situation, they're just like, we, we can't, we literally, no one wants to be here. We can't, like. I suck your dick. I suck your dick. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> yeah, so then, then they're like, is. all right. <laughs> yeah. So then they're just like, all right, well, we got to get out to the cap somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's not start sucking each other's dicks quite yet. Man, the first time you could actually appropriately use that organically without you setting it up. <laughs> True. You guys set it up that time. That's what I'm saying. The first time you were actually able yeah. to like organically drop it like just sort of on your own. And without, I just couldn't like, find it. <laughs> yeah, without like needing to set up uh-huh. your own joke to uh-huh. like, drop yeah. it in there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so uh, the, the um, Eagles get Tory Smith. Yeah, um, three years, fifteen million. Uh, Five million a year, I a guess it's going to be. But the second and third year are both right, team club options. options. Right, that's, that's a, a good, good deal. It's a good deal, very good deal. Twenty-eight years old, he can still fly, man. He still can burn. It's it's interesting though. Um, a couple different things that, to talk about with that. First of all, he becomes a huge bargain. Like I, I think he almost shot himself in the foot with those two player options. Uh, I if, mean, if he, to me, if he's like I said, decent, similar to the Jeff the Jeffrey deal that we'll get to. I don't think there was a big market for him, and I think a lot of that had to do with the poor numbers that he was putting up in San Francisco. Well, apparently he was the only player worse than Aguilar last year. He was. But on the other hand, I mean, nothing in San Francisco worked. I mean, nothing at any point. The entire duration of the time he's been there, they're basically – they're. Torrey Smith is a down-the-field player. Like, he's like a poor man's Deshaun Jackson in that regard. I mean, he's a – He's a deep threat. Like he's a down the sidelines kind of player. He just dropped a, a, drop a few passes, but jammed up with a team that can't throw the ball deep. I mean, they don't have any quarterback that could actually deliver him the ball in a situation that he's good at at catching in. Right. Like that's the issue, and it's just been like exacerbated year after year. I still think now. I mean, again, I'm not looking to oversell him. But I think he's a nice player. He's a nice player. This is a real reasonable contract you got him under, and he helps. Exactly. He's going to help take the top off the defense a little bit. Um, you have to respect his speed. You're not going to – he's not a guy you're going to double cover. No. 
but now you don't. He's reliable. You can't now. He's okay. Get that in a second, but yeah. he's a reliable receiver. And, and well, he's he's gonna open up. He's like gonna do what Deshaun Jackson does. He's mm-hmm. gonna open up the middle of the field for your running back. He's gonna open up for for your slot receiver and Matthews and Zach Ertz. So it's all. And he's still young enough that it makes sense to hang on to him for three years if it if comes it down comes to down it. If he, and if he doesn't, then no big deal. No harm, no foul. You can just let him go. I mean, you're, you're not harmed in any way. When right. He, when he left San Francisco. Mike made an interesting point, though, about lower expectations for him actually working in his favor that I thought was hysterical, which is absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, when he left San Francisco, he, he said that it was the most miserable uh, few years he ever had playing football. I mean, he just he hated it there. Yeah. And so, uh, and hopefully the situation's a good one for him. Because be, but I, I just hear so many good things about Chip Kelly. That, that guy, like, you yeah, know, I just don't understand guy. why. Well, he was under Tom Sula, too. I mean, that yeah, just. That, that's well, I, I understand that there was more to it, but, I mean, you know. Another, that. Guy that, another guy that hated Chip. His entire duration, of, his entire career in San Francisco was just a complete nightmare. I mean, front but, to back. I mean, he just didn't do anything. Before he went to San Fran, I mean, you remember he was with Baltimore. He had. Steve Re- Smith on the other side. He too. had really good success there. I mean, no, well, he actually went with Steve. God, I'm sorry. I was just going to say he already, he already he had Steve Smith signed and actually took yeah, his that's job. That's when he left. Yeah. Oh, I thought they spent a year on. No. no, you sure? Yeah. Oh, okay. Tory Smith was already out of there at that point. Um, they had somebody else. They had Bolden. Maybe yeah. that's who I was thinking yeah. of then. Okay. And, I was going to uh, say I know he was lined up on the other side of somebody. I thought it was Smith, but yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it was Bolden. And uh, yeah, so you know, it's just he had he had really good success there, and and um, he was San Fran's big sign in that year. I mean, right. They, they they he cost him a little bit a little bit of coin there, and he just didn't pan out. I mean, for whatever reason. Now Baltimore was willing to let him go because I guess Steve Smith really just kind of came up out, and you know, so yeah, you know, thirty eight year old Steve Smith or whatever he was at the time, right. Well, I'm trying to remember, too, because, I mean, when did uh, Flacco's contract come back up? Because I know they ran into a little bit of cap problem once they re-signed Yeah, that too. would make sense, so too, because that, that was right around the same I, I time. I was just going to say, I'm reasonably sure that was somewhere around the same same ballpark. And they probably got Steve Smith cheap because he was older. Probably. So, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, so he turns into the odd Yeah, it probably was that year, right? Because they, they, what was that, 13? Yeah, 2013, so. yeah, that was that, was that offseason. Uh, that Flacco cashed in, um, but yeah, it's hey, I'm happy to have him. I'm more than happy to have him. Um, yeah, like I said, it's a good contract. Good, good number sign. two because we'll get so, to number one. So basically, yeah. at that point, I'm going all right, Tory Smith, and then you're going to draft a wide receiver. That that was I'm, the other thing I'm I liked cool about with, it. I'm cool with that. And I think we all said the same thing when we were texting back and forth. That I like the fact that okay. Nobody's going to mistake this guy as an elite player, right? So this shouldn't change their strategy going into the draft. Like you know, nobody's going to be selling Tory Smith is in the same way they did like James Thrash and Kevin Curtis and he, you know all those guys as they've kind of progressively come through the organization. Like oh, we found our hidden gem number one, and he's not. He's just a number two masquerading and you, as and, number one. And the best part is you paid him. Not to be a number one, and that's, like, and that's, you know, and that's what, exactly. yeah, that's exactly what you were talking about when I said that it works in his favor. Yeah, that he's not, you know, that he's he didn't get paid a ton it. of money, so that no one's going to look at him and be like, you know, we paid you a lot of money and you're a bust. Like everyone's just, everyone's just going to be like, ah, well, you know, yeah, shit happens. Like it, it didn't work out. You know, we didn't pay him like he was going to pan out to be this great guy, and, and you know, yeah, just whatever. don't drop like sixteen balls a year, and you know. Don't get lost in a black forest like DGB. Yeah, good <laughs> word. God. Well, 
hopefully we won't have to see the likes of DGB because as 4 o'clock rolled around, uh, reports were coming in that the Eagles were still talking to Alshon Jeffrey. Meanwhile, I'm scratching my head, and I think you were doing the same, like, doing the same thing. We're sitting there like, how the fuck are they going to do it? Like, how are they going to pull this off? Are they, is it serious? Is just like rumor, you know, right. rumor mill churning because it, it's been doing after last month. Yeah, that was uh, that was the big debate that I think we were having because it's no surprise that they were talking about him because they had around the trade deadline and his name's been out there for the Eagles for a while now, so it wasn't exactly a complete shock they were kicking the tires on him. But knowing that the Eagles just signed Torrey Smith and knowing that they only ended the day, I think with like. Six or eight million dollars in cap space, something mm-hmm. around there. Right, six, six million, like, just over how, six. How much are you going to really give this guy that you know this works out? Like, because he's got to be commanding. We're thinking at the time, like twelve million a year, mm-hmm. right? Like give or take. So we're like, all right, it's got to be less than that. He's got to be taken somewhere in the neighborhood of like eight or nine million, mm-hmm. somewhere in that neck of the woods, like three years, maybe something around there. Yeah, like a three-year, a three-year, thirty million dollar with like twenty guaranteed would wouldn't have surprised me. Yeah, that sounded pretty close. Yeah, I jumped online and um, yeah, I was looking. You know, I just googled Ashlon Jeffrey's name, and then the first three stories were credible sources, you know, up to the date, you know, information, and they were all saying the same thing that the Eagles were in the running. Eagles and Vikings, I heard. Vikings was the last minute thing, and then that he was also talking to the Bears still. And uh, then the Colts were trying to get him, too. The okay. Colts were, I think, the one that I was really kind of eyeing up because I thought they made a lot of sense. It would have made sense to. for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Having given luck a weapon, well, him and Hilton. And, right. Yeah, that could be, uh, I, I guess the Colts kind of dropped out. It was between the Eagles and the Vikings. And then I forget who I was talking. It might have been Rachel. And Rachel you know, said this. And I said, let me ask you, if you're Alshon, Alshon Jeffrey, would you want Sam Bradford throwing you the ball or Carson Wentz throwing you the ball? And like five minutes later – that was it was made official. Yeah. The Eagles signed Alshon Jeffrey for one year, fourteen million dollars. Strange deal. Uh, to yeah, hear I mean, all three of bat. us were just kind of like, yeah, wait, we all had wait, a what the what? fuck moment. Yeah, like wait, one year, what like a lot of money, but one like, yeah, is I, that is that good? Is that my bad? Is reaction it? was I was pissed off over the one year. Like yeah, I was really mad about you know, paying him that much money because I thought to myself, I'm like, okay. With a salary cap strapped team, it didn't make sense to front load a contract and that f- way. And for a team that's not ready to win a Super Bowl. Right. Why are you renting a player? That's right. uh, that's how I felt too. And I, I think I'm with Ron on this one. I the more I thought about it. I mean I came around a little bit too. However, I came around until I'm gonna throw this scenario out at you. <sighs> yeah. If I know you, where you're going with if this. If you could have if you could have paid less for Prince Akamukamura, wow. whatever his name is, and Terrell Pryor. Well, first, I wouldn't want Prince well, Akamukamura Akimur- anyway. Ter- I, something about the Terrell Pryor signing, and I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later, but man, something about that just sounds bring it up. weird. I mean, so he gets a one-year deal for $8 million. But apparently, like half of it is incentives too. Like it's no, nah, it's it's six million guaranteed, two millions incentives. Okay, and then there's another two million for no, something. No, eight's, eight's top, I think. Is I think it? I thought there was top. something. There was some other. Ins- there was another incentive on top of that though, and um, but but yeah, six of it's guaranteed. Okay. Um, but so still, I mean, but uh, uh, Prince Amukamura or whatever like, his name is. I don't is. want any part of him. He's he's hurt all the time. I, I wouldn't want him. Well, I mean, he's. He's probably the top cornerback left or 
Yeah. And he, he got a one-year, $7 million contract. So between – There's a reason why his team need, that need, you know, can, can still use his services on defense let him go. And he's, he's, not, he's not what he was supposed to be coming out of college. I mean, he just hasn't, he hasn't panned out, in my opinion. But Yeah, but, I mean, for, for one year, $7 million, considering what else you – your other I, options? It, it, I mean, you can make an argument to go the other way. And I I'm just saying, that, like, so you would take Alshon Jeffrey over Pryor and I'm Mukur? pretty content with where they're at. Because, again, um, you guys pointed this out before. Yes, and I would. It, it does bear okay. mentioning that prior to – I mean, I was really kind of on the prior bandwagon earlier in the season when he was playing well, and I thought that might be like an under-the-radar guy that the Eagles can kind of lock in on to kind of help them out a little bit. Right. Again, knowing that there wasn't really going to be a whole lot available in free agency. But – Man, he did drop off hard in the second half of the year. I mean, he really fell off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's that was five one of the things so. that yeah. the more that I looked at it a little bit more closely, I was sort of hedging my bets a little bit. Like, yeah, could be a combination I mean, of things. I mean, it's his first year playing wide receiver. It was the Browns, too. I mean, it was the Browns, and it was his first year playing in that position. He could have been wearing down a little bit, you know? Right. Well, he could have been wearing down. It could have been a situation where he. No one really realized that he was going to be that good. And when they realized that he was the only option, they, you know, basically steered everything his way and took him out of the game. Yeah, it could be. But either way, I mean, my enthusiasm for inking him to a contract, especially before he signed. Now, again, this is a weird deal, in my opinion, because I expected him to get far more than he got. I, I did, too, and yep. I thought he was going to get a longer deal. Well, the, the yeah, overall that was market. Kind of my thing. Like, if it came down to locking him in for three years at maybe, like, 12, they were talking almost $15 million at one point for him. I'm like, all right, that's, the, that is too much money. The entire market for free agents for the wide receivers was down. I Except mean, it, it, except it was Pierre Garçon and Pierre Deshaun Garçon Jackson. Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson got paid. Kenny Britt. Might have gotten paid pretty decent. Kenny Brick got a lot of money. He got yeah. like eleven million a year. Yeah, he got what three? Three years, thirty-three million, 33, something like that. Yeah, something. Yeah. Which so is, how does how does he get that kind of money? I'm looking at Kenny. First of all, I mean, speaking of Ty- Terrell Pryor, the Browns let Terrell Pryor go, and, and they signed thirty-year-old yeah. Kenny Britt. Kenny Britt for who three in million his more, five million. How long has Kenny Britt been in the league? Eight years. Yeah, something like Give that. Give take. Or thirty. Yeah, He's about what, eight years. Like, Two thousand yard seasons. Yeah, last one of year. which was last year, a contract year. Mm-hmm. This is, I, I mean, again, this is where the uh, I just don't get the Browns. Like, this is why the Browns continue yep. to screw up year over year. And then on top well, of the Redskins, for that matter. I well, mean, I'll tell you what, I'm glad to talk about that. I thank the Browns today <laughs> because if it wasn't for the Browns swinging in and 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 swiping Kenny Britt, the Eagles probably would have had Kenny Britt on this team. Probably. I mean, a over, couple of our writers over Jeffrey. I'm not going to name any names, but a few of our writers are really enthusiastic about getting Kenny Britt, and I'm like, yeah. I, I don't see it, man. I don't think they're very good. Yeah, they were they were in the running to get Kenny Britt as of Wednesday night. Um, it was that the Eagles were the front runners to get him. You know, them and like the Browns, I guess. <laughs> like who else? You know, I I don't know. I mean, look, Kenny Britt's not he's not a bad receiver. He he's he's serviceable. He's an NFL. Let's put it this way. I he's think an NFL he's about receiver. as good as Torrey Smith. Yeah, I'm way more satisfied with the money that we gave Smith. He, he I, th- I have to think about that. I think Kenny Britt might have They're different players, a little bit more of a. Yeah, I think he's a little bigger than. He's Torrey more of a Smith possession is. type receiver. I yeah. just mean in terms of if you're going to rank them on a scale of one to ten, I got them mm-hmm. both about the same. Huh? I mean, but 
I mean, okay second or third options. Can you imagine, like, though Kenny Britt and a rookie wide receiver or Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith? Right. Yeah, I'd, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty, not a contest. I'm pretty satisfied. Um, All right, so do you think that Alshon Jeffrey is worth twice as much as um, as uh, Terrell Pryor? Uh, I don't. Yeah, because like I said, I mean, myself. Now, this is where I differ a little bit from both of your points of view. For me, I mean, Mike, you thought he was overrated. Sean, I think you were kind of at least in the same ballpark. Maybe not necessarily. I didn't think he was overrated. I didn't want the Eagles to take a uh, chance. Now, this is where the one-year, fourteen million thing kind of comes into play. Yeah, not necessarily married to him. Exactly. So it wasn't like completely like. You know, you I kind of thought about huge money to him. No, because I, I felt that he's been inconsistent throughout his entire career. Now you're playing with him for one year. It's a um, show me deal. It's a show me deal. See how he reacts with the team and on the field, and see how him and Wentz are. And this, the only thing, in, and I, I guess I kind of, I, I cut you off, but um, the one thing I, that worries me, and we talked about it before the show, is that it, this one year deal is over, right? Uh, him and Wentz have a great chemistry. They 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 uh, have a great repertoire with each other, and you know everything. Everything goes well, and either the Eagles don't offer him a contract, or they don't they offer him a contract he doesn't like, and he walks. Well, two things. I mean, first, first you can franchise him. Well, which is just probably to, what you're gonna... well, no, no, I wasn't going to get to that. I was going to answer your question first. Uh, I was always a little higher on his ability. I mean, I always thought he was a really nice player. No, I did too. But yeah. you know, I've always hated Jay Cutler. I thought his quarterback play in Chicago was just, especially last season, was absolutely god-awful. I mean, in terms of my concerns, the injury concerns I thought were absolutely valid, 100%. The PED suspension, absolutely. I mean, especially coming off Lane Johnson. I mean, for them to not have that in the forefront of their mind, which obviously I think they, they must have if they offered him a one-year deal. Right. Mm-hmm. I think and that it, was absolutely taken into consideration. I think that a lot of league felt the same about. way. So, in that regard, I was worried about him, but I wasn't necessarily worried about his ability, if that makes sense, To just to answer your question. No. Right. So, I'm kind of looking at it from the same way that Sean is. For this deal to work out, in my opinion, two things have to happen. Number one, Alshon Jeffrey's got to play well, which I'm really not worried about. Like, I think contract that if year, all things to. being equal, especially in a contract year where he's got that kind of the motivating factor behind him, I think he'll be fine. And the Eagles have to resign him. Like that's the only t- those two things have to happen for this to to work out to be a good good deal. If he walks, or if they don't franchise him, whatever the case is, or he has a dan- the Eagles are sitting there with their dick in their hands at the end of the year again, going. Well, that was my concern. Now we have to God sign another. I don't necessarily. And you skipped over, let's say, a Mike Williams or you know a Corey Davis in the draft because you thought that he was going to be in mm-hmm. your plan. But I don't think that when it came out that he took less money to come to Philadelphia from Minnesota. That was the team that offered him more. Well, yes. yeah, but it was over a longer year, so I don't know if it's Offered less. a little more security, offered right. a little tiny bit more money. Again, you know, it's a much smaller market. Maybe this is a way to kind of showcase himself a little bit better. That's still possible. But at the same time, i got to figure the conversation took place. If I'm going to recreate it, this is the way that I think it happened. I think he obviously wasn't going to get the amount of money that he expected to get. The Eagles are coming to him and saying, hey, look, we do want you. Like, we want you as part of the future. We think that you're a guy that can grow with Carson, that it makes sense for you to be here. We want to have you in the fold. However, you do come with some baggage, man. Like, we do want to see that you can hold up. We do want to see that, you know, you're going to be able to kind of stay out of trouble with the league. Benny Logan just signed with the uh, Cowboys. 
So is that from know, is that from Rob? No, breaking news from ESPN. We do want to kind of make sure that, you, Rob. that that's something that happens. So why don't we do this? Why don't we give you a one-year deal? We'll pay you a little bit more for the one year. We'll see how it plays out. If it comes right down to it, if everything's going well, maybe during the year we you know, negotiate an extension. Maybe at the end of the year, if we need a little more time, maybe we franchise you and we kind of work it out from there. But at least this gives us the opportunity to bring you in Get everybody kind of familiar with each other and kind of see where it goes. I don't think that – I think that both parties would have had to have been on board with this yeah, kind of I, plan I think, for I, them to have all agreed to it. Yeah, I think they might have had a little bit of a handshake deal to, to go. Like, and I look, don't think this is a rental in the strictest sense of the term rental. We're going to have more money next year. This is going to assure us up. I mean, we'll, that's we'll the thing. I mean, at the end of the year. If they're signing right. everybody to one-year deals – and there's going to be more money off the contract from a lot of guys next year. Obviously, Jason Peters' yeah, money's completely one. off the contract. Peters, so, Aguilar. He's the highest. Aguilar's another $5 million probably off the books or something like that. So, Sproles. Sproles is going to be – yeah, I mean, so yeah. there's – now, Sproles could be off the book for nothing this year, too, for what it's worth. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean – and, and everybody that they signed this year are on roughly one-year deals. So, next year, they're they're – Putting themselves out, setting themselves up to have some cap mm-hmm. room. So, um, yeah, it seems like the sting is just this year. It seems like it opens up, but, and, you know, once you get in the next year and the following. Right, but Ron, the the one thing is that it seems that my understanding in, in football is the shorter the contract, the better for the team every time. Yeah, generally so, speaking, well, it gives them the most flexibility anyway. But I mean, the only time that works against it is like a Darrell Revis type, like a guy that's literally just chasing a paycheck. Like, whoever comes up with the biggest number, that's where he's uh, going. He, like he was true a mercenary. Yeah, no problem saying that either. Yeah. Uh, right, I mean, he? that's yeah, where he, he runs into a problem. And that's where I said the, the risk is with this deal a little bit, that if, in fact, Jeffrey does play well, and if that is his intention. I'm sorry, it was Nolan Carroll, not uh, oh, Benny okay. Logan. Thank well, you. that's Thank you, Rob. That's a little different. I'm sorry. I saw <laughs> Cowboys sign former Eagles, and then the thing disappeared. I was like, it has to be like Benny Logan. I got you. Yeah. Well, but that's kind of right. my thought. Nobody it, cares about Like Nolan I said, Carroll. those two things have to happen. He has to play well, and then the Eagles have to get a deal done with him. That's how this works. Yeah, I mean, but they could franchise him. And well, that would still, in my opinion, constitute getting a deal done to some degree or another. Right. Like, you're still working toward getting some kind of something done. Yeah. Obviously, you don't want him to leave if you're franchising him. No. All right. So I guess that's that's fine. So, But, but like I said, I mean, anytime that you get a one-year deal, it's – it's typically works in the favor that it gives all the leverage to the team. So that works in favor of the team. So I think that that's, you know, I think that the more that I thought about that, yeah, first I thought that it was better to lock them in, but, but all the baggage, you know, that the PEDs, the injuries, the, the fact that he struggled the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, just for example's sake, when I came in, I said to Sean, you know, the more I really thought about this originally, I thought the one year deal was kind of the brainchild of Jeffrey's camp. Saying, like, look, we want the most money we can get. We'll cash in this year and then just roll next year. But the more I thought about it, I actually started to kind of flip sides on that and say this was probably the Eagles' idea more so than anything else for every reason that you mentioned. Well, I mean, I, I, I think the player always wants to take more guaranteed money over a long sure. period of years. Mm-hmm. So This is his biggest salary um, right. season that he's, he's ever now, had. Here's here's a question that was kind of brought up a little bit. Is Alshon Jeffrey – the best wide receiver the Eagles had since Owens. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Better than Deshaun? Yes. Yeah. 
more consistent. Absolutely. As inconsistent as Jeffrey's as inconsistent as Jeffrey's been, he's still more consistent than Sean Jackson. Look, he no, Sean I mean, Jackson not, would not vanish. No, no, no. He, he's going to be like look, in Sean Jackson's prime. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. still do the same thing. Is, I don't even think about it. Is I think he, he a, smokes him. Is he a burner? No, he's not. But different style player. But, I mean, Jeffrey's going to get you, you know, 80, 90 catches. And Deshaun Jackson's 1,500 career, do you know yards. how many times he's had more than one receiving touchdown in a game? No. Two. Okay. That's it. But how many – what what did he cap out at yardage? What do you mean cap out? Like, where did he What, top what was off? his top – yeah, what was his top Who? season with J- Justin uh, Yardage? Uh, Jackson. Jackson? 1,100? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Really? It yeah. wasn't even like 1,300, 1,400? Nah, he's never, he's he would never, never catch up. a lot. He yeah, he's would never just, gone up there. I he th- would just get yards. Like, I that's think the like thing. the most he's caught was like 69 or 70 balls with us a year. I mean, he, he's he's not that type that of – That was a knock on him. He would disappear. Like yeah. in big situations where you need to catch, he would vanish. And I guess Alshon's more of an 85, 90 catch guy he's for 1,300 yards. Yeah, he'll, his average is – I think throughout his season has been like – I think I saw like 80, uh, almost 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns. That's his average. Yeah, there were some idiot jockeys on on the radio on yeah, our local stations talking talking about like how if after getting those two guys now if we can just get cooks. <laughs> this has got to be an Ike Reese thing. Yeah, <laughs> was it? <laughs> it's got to yeah. be. Well, I, actually, it was his partner, but well, either well, way, it's the same bigger idiot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like then I give Howie an A. I'm like, of course you yeah, would. Okay, I'm like, well, where, look, are gonna, look, where are you going to where are you going to fit them all? It, it, to be fair. It, you know, Ike Reese is a guy that's wanted Brandon Cooks from minute one. Like, yeah. He had him absolute dead to rights when he was being drafted. Like, that was his guy. To, so, like I said, to be fair, it's not like this is a new thing. Like, he's mm. loved him from the minute And he, he apparently didn't like – he didn't like Alshon at all. No. So. He's also the same guy who wanted Nelson Aguilar badly in that draft. Well, I mean, we all agreed at the I time that Aguilar was – this guy was Aguilar? I, I wanted uh, Perryman, but – Well, whatever the case is, I mean – you know, not that he's lit yeah, the world on fire either. Yeah, really, really no. scoreboard. But. So, just um, going uh, going into the ESPN grades, I just kind of wanted to talk about it. We could talk about a well, couple of the other grades. Well, thumbs up, thumbs down the Jeffrey thing. Did you? Yeah, when uh, all yeah, said and done, I, I mean, did you end up? Cause like what, said, what's my feeling about on it, it? I ended up with a thumbs up. I mean, I tepidly because, like I Look, said, I, I mean, I, there's I, stuff that's got to happen. All right, so your your thumbs up, Ron. Your kind of thumbs up. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with the. I, I the more I thought about, it, I'm fine with the one year thing. I mean, I'm just. I thought, you know, looking at this this team now, it just completely changes the dynamic of their offense. Well, I was never like completely like. I wasn't against them. I was never Jeffrey. Com- I just didn't want them overpaying for him. Is fourteen million for one year? They, they did overpay, but him, but, but that's but it's one, a year. one year. It's, deal. it's right. one year. It's not yeah. five years for sixty million dollars for this guy. Right. right now, it does it does kill him against the cap, and we'll talk about that too. But so, um, I can care less about that right now. To be honest with you, they're going to make moves. That's well, and we'll talk about that. I mean, I I you know I want to pull up some you know some stuff to talk about that. But so I wasn't completely outraged by the deal. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not by any means the biggest Jeffrey fan. At first, my knee jerk reaction was, but but I, again, I was I came around on it. But then after a while, I like everybody else. I came around on a little bit. I'm not to the point where I'm like thumbs up. I think it's a great deal, but I'm I'm kind of okay with it. it. I'm kind of like lukewarm. I'm. That's about where I would say I'm at. I think it makes. I'm sense. I'm not thumbs up. I'm not thumbs down. I'm just. I I, I you, you know it? if it. 
If I if I personally had to grade it, I'd give it somewhere in the B B minus range, that's which fair. is you know good. Yeah, no, that's fair. I I look at it this way. I I look at it as um, it's got to be a thumbs up. The last right? thumbs up, thumbs down, strict like it, dislike it. I, I would it's say that like it side. I like. You have more to more mediocre, but I, I guess n- at this point I'm probably leaning a little bit towards the thumbs up, okay. a tiny bit. You, if it was just Alshon Jeffrey and you didn't know who the other receiver was, I'd feel a little bit worse about it. The fact that you have Tory, and I'm not saying Tory Smith's the you know, world beater. No, but the fact that you have Tory exactly Smith on the other side before it just makes things so much more right. well rounded. Like he offers that stability in the middle of the the depth chart. That you you know who's going to really need it badly. As far as it gives a good one to – it's a good compliment. You get the yeah, deep guy in a possession It's guy. a great compliment. And let's not forget, you have a hell of a player in the middle of the field named Jordan Matthews who's going to probably tear up I the middle. he's just okay. He's going to tear up the middle of that. He's a nice player. He, he's a not, a, he's he's not he's, a number one. But now nice he doesn't player. have to be the number one. He, right. and, and, in fact, he might be the number three on this team. And guess what? The middle of the field no, now belongs you to know, him. You know, it's funny that you bring that up too because how many times did we say that last year? Like – if everybody could just be bumped down, like, you know, a couple rungs, automatically everybody would slot into where they should be well, a lot no, more I mean, nicely. So he's going to benefit. Now you have a great possession I guy. Think he's, I think he's going to benefit. I agree. You have your number one. You have Torrey Smith, who's your, you know, sideline burner and everything. Automatically, like, you're finding guys that fit these roles that we just never had before. And then, God forbid, you draft anybody. You, you know, you have whatever insert rookie here. DGB and then Aguilar to compete for that like fourth receiver. DGB spot. is gone. DGB is absolutely 100 percent gone. I got to figure I, probably, yeah, especially because he's, he's going to cost you cap hit if they get rid of Aguilar. That's not going to happen. Right, and and you nah, you lose a million dollars off right. your cap from getting rid of DGB. So he's gone. You keep Aguilar as your when you you do the four receiver sets. Maybe give him some sort of motivation. Maybe if somebody gets injured, he could step in and take Torrey Smith's spot. Or well, it whatever. also takes an enormous amount of pressure off him, too. I mean, if you think Big about time. it, going into last season, I mean, he was expected to basically be like the first or second receiver. Yeah. Big time. Uh, I mean, this bumping him all the way down to fourth, in theory, if he's ever going to get his career back in check and get himself pulled together, this is going to be the best spot for him to do it in. I mean, if not this, he's going to wash out of the league. So, but getting this, back to Matthews, this is, this is this is absolutely huge for him because now mentally, just mentally, he's going to feel free. Right. And I think he, I thought he like whatever he was going through last year. I feel like in this off season, he was going to probably clear his head, hopefully, and try to get back on track. He definitely and, got in his own head. And you know, so this just helps him out with that. I, I'm not, I don't expect him to to come out and light the world on fire. But a thirty catch, forty catch season, maybe like six hundred yards, five hundred yards or something. That's not impossible, you know. Maybe a couple touchdowns, you know. Catch what's thrown your way. You, you do that. We'll start there. You yeah, know and now I mean? like, he, catch when you're targeted. And, and that's the we'll, thing, you know. We'll you, work the rest. You out. bring him out in a three or four receiver set. He's not going against a one or two cornerback anymore. You know, exactly. he he might be going against a slot. He might be going against a linebacker, and, and you got to hope that he's going to beat those guys. I mean, look, say what you want. It's not like the guy is completely talentless. Um, you know, he was drafted in the first round for a reason. Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was just one of those things where he just had a down year. He really, really had a down year, got in his own head. But the one thing about him that I always took a little bit of reassurance in is it always looked like it bothered him a lot mm-hmm. that he was playing that poorly. Like, it never seemed like the effort wasn't there as opposed to DGB. Mm-hmm. Who just looked like he slept walked through. He was like, you know, Ruben Randall 2.0. 
You know, yeah. he's just out there like sleepwalking through every game. Mike, I'm, were you going to say excited. about uh, Jordan Matthews? Though you had a point you wanted to bring up. No, all I was really going to say about Jordan Matthews is I don't like. I, I don't think he's great. I think he's just okay. I, I think he's. I think he's a really good number three. Well, I think he'd be a. I think he'd be a good number three. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what yeah. I mean, he should be. That's what he is now. I mean, that slot receiver. You know, try to get the big catches. Try to get the tough yards in the middle of the field. He's big enough body. Yeah. And to now, me, the interesting part though is his contract is coming up after the end of this season. It depends. Yeah. So it will be really interesting to see if maybe they do try to work out a trade because again, this draft is really deep at the wide receiver position. I think for it the depends guys, on what you would get for him. I think for the time being, they hold on to him. Because I, 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 like I think, I think, I think they like be, him in the slot. I think they like where he is and you know, as yeah. compared to taking a chance on a guy. Because if Jeffrey doesn't work out, they'll resign him. That's, right. that's what it's going to come down to. I, I think it's going to you know, – they're going to hold on to him as kind of like a – I'd be curious to see what kind of money he's asking for, or if the talks even started yet. I mean, I got to figure they've at least had a couple phone calls to the guy's agent. Like, hey, look, what are you thinking? Tim McManus seems to think that uh, who, who now writes for ESPN, who covers the Eagles, that they haven't even talked, that the two of them haven't even talked, and and that that's kind of been a little peculiar between the well, two. Well, not of them. Re- if you think about it, because I mean, you do have all these moving parts between the guys you're going to cut, limited amount of cap space. You don't necessarily know what next year's book's going to look like. You're not done free agency yet. You haven't gone through the draft. I, I could sort of understand where maybe they haven't necessarily, you know, had those talks yet. I mean, I, I'm not shocked that they haven't. Yeah. I mean, you know, looking at it from the other point of view. Um, Mike, uh, Mike Diddy, who's uh, he'll be on our show. He'll be coming out to the uh, Naked Bruin show. Nice. Okay. Um, he's a um, He's a Saints fan, and he said Sproles, Jimmy Grant, and Cooks all traded away. Unfucking believable. Yeah, how about that? That's that's pretty. And Sproles is like his they favorite player. They had to player. pay Drew Brees, right? <laughs> well, there you go, and and Bird. Yeah, right. and uh, I mean Bird. Drew Brees specifically is why they got rid of Jimmy Grant, if I remember correctly, right? They well, had, I mean his contract is just huge. Who, to be fair, hasn't been the same player since he's left, but. Who, since Jimmy Graham Jimmy left? Jimmy Graham. No, yeah. Jimmy Graham hasn't been the well, same last year. Well, last year he was the season. Well, the he's, season he had, before, he was really, he had a glimpse. He, really fell off. he had a couple, a glimpse of a couple games where it seemed like he was starting to get. Two games where he started yeah. to come around, and then he disappeared again. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, just overall, and you know who else really won from this whole deal was Carson Wentz. And, oh yeah. And there's there's got to be doing handsprings. This is humongous for him. I mean, he's got a guy who... But at the same time, now all of a sudden, he's got a target on his back. He's now... You want to be the man? You got it. Yeah, there you go. Well, I don't know about a target on his... I think there's a target on Roseman's back right now. Because if this doesn't work, he's gone. But I but yeah. I, I think Wentz... I don't think Wentz has a target on his back, but t- Wentz has a closer eye on him. Where he where he's... You know, you're like, all right, well, now we're going to find out how good you really are. Yeah. Your lines short up because the Eagles also signed uh, Chance Womack from uh, Tennessee. Oh, that's right. Yeah, guard. we didn't even mention that. No, good signing. Very yeah, good signing. Very good signing. And they also re-signed Stephen Wisniewski, which I think means that Jason Kelsey's gone. I said exactly the same thing the minute I read that. Sal Malo or Wisniewski can play center. So. Yeah, but, I mean, it makes sense just because, again, we saw Halapoli Vitae last year struggle in the beginning but slowly kind of course-correct himself as they mm-hmm. – 
gave he him played some well. Help he and, played well. I mean, he came on. He came. Well, in they were bringing in Brent Selleck to chip block behind him, and they were giving him the help that they didn't give him in that first Redskins mm-hmm. game against Ryan Kerrigan, who was just running straight okay. over him. It does that to a lot of people, but like I said, I think it was poor coaching that really kind of left him hung out to dry a lot more than anything else. I mean, that kid just wasn't ready to go when they put him in there. I do think that people need to kind of slow their roll here. That though, you know, saying that the Eagles are now an 11, 12 win team. Um, there's there's two things. One, no, but I think nice they still don't have a goddamn cornerback. Well, yeah. there, there's there's two things here. Well, yeah, when Jalen Mills is arguably your best corner right you've now, you've really yeah. got an issue. <laughs> well, let, let's just say you go in the all right. Well, there's there's three things then. Yeah, so you got your corner. So you got Jalen Mills and a rookie, most likely going to be your cornerbacks. Okay, two. Um, you know, Wentz is still young and he's still learning. And th- and three, got to be the running back, right? Um, well, running backs a huge I, they'll, they'll get they'll get a running back. I don't, I think I running backs too. are a little bit easier. They'll First get a of all, back. there's like four running backs and not one of them is signed you, yet. You have an idiot they don't have coach. Any cash space though. At the same no, 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 no. I mean, like, there's four running backs in in the NFL right now with Peterson and Murray. Yeah, LeGarrette Blunt, Latavius Murray, like all these guys are out there. No, if nobody's, you go Eddie Lacy, but they don't have any cap space to sign anybody at this point. They can, they can, they can create the cap space to sign somebody, especially if, it, if these guys aren't getting money, they'll be able to get them on the sheet. It's kind of my point. Um, so my other reasons, you, you still have an idiot coach. Um, so that's another reason why you might not win 11 games. Uh, I, I still... I, th- I know you're, you're down on I, I hate him. I hate him. Well, the other thing, too, and schedules your schedule sucks. <laughs> your schedule is really Three difficult. West Coast trips? Shit, even your East Coast games are a pain in the ass. you got to play Oakland at home. and Not an easy schedule. No, again, it's just as bad as it was last year. I mean, even it last might be year, worse. I said, look, I mean. It might be worse this year. I think that before last season, I said, I think the team's going to be a little bit better. I think they'll probably be right around the same record because the schedule's just an asshole. Like there was just a murderer's row of games that just absolutely just just killed them. <laughs> yeah. But this year it's, it's sort of the same thing. It's like, God damn, man, like who did they piss off at the league's travel office, man? They're just killing them. It's the second year in a row, too. Yeah. Like Seattle again? Like how many times are you gonna put the Seahawks up against us? Yep. Yeah, like four years in a row now. Yeah, it's like what the fuck, dude? Like <laughs> I ain't going there every fucking year. So, um, well, the one that came here and blew us out, but right. we'll just to uh, some splitting hairs. The last two years we've gone out there, though, right? Just to, uh, yeah, the yeah, last, the last so. two we had to go to Seattle. Something like that. So, um, just to kind of give, you know, I've been tra- tracking ESPN's basically grading all of the big signings. Um, in terms the, of individual moves? Or individual in signings, the yeah, the big individual signings for, for players. So, um, there, there's... Now been one A given out throughout all the signings, and that was Akamukamura. There's only been one A minus that's been given out. That was for Alshon Jeffrey. Okay. There's been you know a handful of B pluses given out, Tory and, and Tory Smith's a, yeah, I was in just that B plus range. Right so age. of they the Eagles have the second best signing they're saying right now in Alshon Jeffrey, and then tied for third best with you know. Fifteen other yeah, guys. Yeah, look, I mean, truthfully, nobody's a bigger Rosen critic than I am. But so far, so good. I mean, he's every move that he's made has made sense. The His, more I sat back and and I love, I love the the warm act, you know, because I'm I'm a huge build between the Both trenches, the trenches guys. Yeah. 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 The last two years, Roseman. Yeah. The only thing that I, the only thing I questioned nah, last year, I was down. But no, the, I disagree. The, the only thing I questioned last year was was the Eric Rowe trade. I, I didn't quite yeah. get that. 
Everything else he did last year, I I I, I like. Huh? No, he, he traded Eric Rowe for like a fourth rounder. You were or something. okay with all those free agent signings last year? Well, now I mean, yeah, it's easy to look at it now and go, ah, oh, Leaders McKellen sucked. But he also got Ronnie McLeod last year. He also got Brandon Brooks last year. He also got Ron Brooks. Well, okay. Well, Ron Brooks, you're getting rid of for for nothing now this year. Well, Ron Brooks is still on the team this year. I no, but you could cut him. For, yeah. and not lose anything. Yeah, you needed to fill gaps, I and mean, you needed yeah, cornerbacks. I mean, I didn't see a whole ton of contribution from. But still, the I mean, you got money. He blew in free agency. But last let's year. not forget the shit he got rid of. You know, you got rid of uh, Kiko Alonso. Borderline pro. Okay, so again, Kiko Alonso. Kiko Alonso was overrated. Again, we're, we're, we're going with defense and tackles. Okay, but you weren't jump up and up for joy when they got rid of him at the time. I mean, personally, not really. I thought he was hurt all year. I mean, you weren't happy that they got rid of Maxwell and Kiko Alonso's contract, and he moved up from thirteen to eight in the draft last year. Not as. I mean, I wasn't doing handsprings over it. Wow, you might have been the only one in Philly not doing it. I yeah, probably I, was. And I think that. I was I also on the other side of the Murray deal, too, at the time. Well, the Murray deal I wasn't insanely crazy about. I, yeah, the I, Murray deal actually. I actually, I mean, my I thing want, was I wanted to see how all these guys worked in a regular functioning offensive defense. That was my thing. Because that last like, year. I wanted to kind of hold out and just see, like, when everything's normal, what are we looking at? Like, is everybody's production go up, down, like, indifferent? You've already invested so much in these guys. They're obviously, like, on some level, they're talented. So let's let's kind of see, once everything normalizes, what everybody kind of collectively could do. Yeah, because once Chip Kelly got fired and they had Pat Shermer for that last game of the year, you ran a normal offense, and DeMarco Murray, DeMarco really, DeMurray ran really well that game. And it was like, wow, this this is what he's supposed to look like all year. Yeah, Not I mean, running out from the fucking shotgun, stupid-ass Chip was my Kelly. However, however, the money that Murray makes – or Mary made and everything else again on, on when running backs really aren't making a ton of money makes it seem like it wasn't eight mil that a year, eight point five a year he was making. Yeah, that's well. I mean, you know, you could argue the contract differently and this and that. And look, I'm not saying I'm unhappy with the way that it turned out. I'm just saying I wasn't necessarily, you know, beating the drum that these guys absolutely 100 percent had to go. I think his two biggest signings were Brooks and and the, the safety, and he hit on both of them. And then the the biggest trade that he made, he hit on, sign. and he hit on the Bradford trade. That was a good trade, and he moved up and to he, number two to get Wentz. Well, I mean, well, we, we, we have we obviously we, okay, you know. and Al, that's fine. And I wanted to bring that up because guess what? If Carson Wentz isn't here right now, you don't have wide receivers. It's probably Alshon a fair point. Jeffrey yeah, but you does don't know not. How the team looks at the same time at that point because the whole draft is different. Alshon Jeffrey isn't you don't on know the. What they do? Alshon Jeffrey's not on the team, and Tory Smith's not on the yeah, team. Yeah, but you right don't now. know what they would have. Either. They weren't drafting a wide receiver at eight. You don't know what they would do. You don't but even know who would have been there at eight last year is that they would have drafted as wide receiver. There was no top receivers. Second round. I mean, you don't know if they would have gone. You know, how would that have dictated what they did later? They didn't have a second-round pick last year. Maybe they go second round. I don't know. You, like I said, it changes the whole equation. For it wasn't everything. a great – You can't, like – there's Last it's year wasn't a great draft of wide receivers anyway. No, so maybe not. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it's time. not about wide receivers. It's, it's about everything picture. else. Like, you can't – You can't okay, remove that's that fine. from the equation because there's too many so other factors that end up different. This year, either you're drafting a quarterback or you're chasing after Jimmy Garoppolo or Jay Cutler or but Tony Romo. you don't know that for certain. Okay. Or maybe I know one trade. thing for certain: Ashlon Jeffrey's not on this team right now. And, and you I'll know tell what? You that the, right the now. other, yeah, the other you thing, didn't sound like you were that unhappy about it. Turn the clock back a month. 
turn the clock about him? About what? About whether about Jeffrey, Jeffrey was going to be here. Why? What was my reason for him, for me not being? You didn't being want to ha- commit long-term money. To okay, him. and they didn't, so that doesn't matter. You don't know if they would have did that if it's all different. They wouldn't have because you wouldn't have had a quarterback. Jeffrey even said what brought him here is having a good quarterback here. But but wait a second. Why did you just roll your eyes? What makes you think that everybody just says something nice about somebody on the team that they're going to? But the the other thing. thing. Hold on, hold on. Why did he go to Minnesota with Stephon Diggs and Sam Bradford? Showcase yourself because it's Sam Bradford who offered him more money. He offered him more money. And playing with a better receiving core and a quarterback. Not, because you don't – first of all, the other thing is is that, like, you don't know if Carson Wentz is a great quarterback. Okay, you so you would have Chase Daniel here and you think Alshon Jeffrey would sign here? I'm not talking here. about Alshon Jeffrey. I'm just talking about, I like, was. everybody – That's what we're talking about. You No, you said that – yes, you're right. Alshon Jeffrey probably wouldn't have been here. You don't know what it would have ended up being. But the, the fact of the matter is, is that everybody assumes that Carson Wentz is going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and, and I don't. This is my I don't argument. know who said Carson Wentz is going to be a you Hall You just of said that you think he's going to be a great quarterback. You just said that I Alshon just said Jeffrey, that. Yes, I just said, said that. You said that. Alshon, you think I didn't. Al- I certainly did not just say he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. No, you didn't say he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, but you think he's going to be a great quarterback. That's why you I think actually didn't say that. Those words didn't come out of my mouth either. Okay, so then you know what? What are you saying about Carson Wentz? I'm saying it was a good move to go up and get your quarterback, which helped you. Be able to move these, make these moves down the line. So now you're able to build your team around. The hardest piece to get is your quarterback. Your hardest piece to get on your team is the quarterback. Look at these teams. They're trying. This year you could have got Mitch Trubisky. Ooh, he's completely overrated. Completely overrated, man. Everybody was. A lot of people thought that Carson Wentz was overrated. Look what Jared Goff. Jared Goff went went to pick everybody. Look. Look, there was a lot of people who thought that Wentz should have went ahead of Jared Goff, yeah, but, except but, for the St. Louis Rams. No, not a lot of people. A lot of people thought that Jared Goff was the consensus number one overall pick last year. He was ahead of Wentz by most projections. So All the time, too. It's not even like that was new. Wentz started at the bottom of the draft board and rocketed his way up. Yeah, he I mean, started at the top. Well, Goff sometimes you top. just hit on him, right? It's just like. Just like Dak Prescott, sometimes you get lucky. But when you them. say, so I guess the Eagles get lucky. Trubisky, it's the same argument. Yeah, but you're like, saying, oh, exactly the Eagles the can have Mitch Trubisky. So what makes Mitch Trubisky this year so much less than Carson Wentz coming off North maybe, Dakota? Maybe, maybe the Eagles draft Dak Prescott with their fourth round pick last year, and he's but, your but quarterback. Because you know they don't. What, what do you mean they know they don't? Because they were looking at him. He was one of the guys that rumored to take if they weren't going to trade anywhere. You, you can't say hypotheticals about everything else that's going on. Well, and you guys don't accept hypotheticals. But you guys are countering with me with hypotheticals. So, because you're asking, what would they do if they didn't take Wentz? But you're saying, whoa, they could have they could have done this with the second yeah, and pick, you, or they could have yeah, done this, this with the other pick. This all started with you hypothetically saying but that. Telling, but, but you, you all you, agree with me, you all agree with me that Alshon Jeffrey would not be a Philadelphia Eagle if Carson Wentz wasn't that, here. Isn't that a hypothetical? Didn't you start but, but this with a hypothetical? Agree with me? Didn't you start this with a hypothetical? Yes or no? Did you not agree with me? I think that he probably wouldn't have been here, but maybe with Dak Prescott, he would have been here. You never know. He still would have been a free agent at the same time. Who's to say? It's with Chase Daniels your quarterback. Who's to say Chase Daniel would have been the quarterback? Because <laughs> he would have been. Because you're paying him $7 million a year. No, you wouldn't have. You probably still would have had Sam Bradford here. Actually, I think you should have traded both of them. Personally, I think... You, you had already signed Chase Daniel to $7 million contract. And you had Bradford under contract. Yeah, but but we also just agreed. We also just agreed that this doesn't make the Eagles a Super Bowl caliber team. So, if the next year, if we don't get Alshon Jeffrey and we're, you know, a seven-win team as we're still retooling... That may not be the worst thing in the world either. 
I mean, my only thing is when you refiddle the top of the draft like that, literally the entire draft board ends up completely different. Like, you can't change something that's that high up the food chain and be able to tell what everybody would have done subsequently after that. It's impossible. Because you don't know what the Browns would have done. And then, you know, conversely after that, you just follow straight down the line. I mean, who the hell knows what everybody else would have done that picked before you? It's impossible. Like, you literally can't tell. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. Because, I, like, I, you know, I'm not going to continue to argue because I'm telling you right now. You can't. There's no way you could do it. The only I mean, way I can do it is to tell you this. The hardest part to building a team is to get a quarterback. Yes or no? Well, we yes. said that you could have done that this year, too, though. There's nothing that would have stopped you from your picking the, it about. But the now same you're spot. another year behind, and you already had. Yeah, but you're. you're it's Mike, enough for an argument. Right, so I'm gonna tell you right now, because Mike's argument, whole argument was, well, you need to build through the trenches, and they did that last year. They got two offensive linemen in free agency. They drafted two offensive linemen. Yeah, and, they, and guess they what? All four on your line this year started. And they all allocated big money to oh, those guys no, that they could have spent. I don't give a shit about the money. It's it matters. It's it not my matters. money. I don't give a shit. Everybody says it's not my money, and then everybody I don't care. and everybody bitches about the fact that they don't have a cap. All of a sudden, you don't have a goddamn cornerback. They, you don't have a cornerback on this team. You're telling me that the money that they spent on Brooks couldn't have went towards a cornerback? Couldn't have went towards an all-pro cornerback? Look, they had to fill spots. I was Brooks. In favor of Brooks. What's that? <laughs> Which Brooks? I think yeah, that Brooks is a what great. I think that Brooks is a great signing. But which if Brooks you draft, are you talking about? I'm talking about the lineman Brooks. You thought that was a great signing? What, you said that you thought it was a great signing? I didn't say it. I thought you just said that you thought it was a good signing. Ron Brooks? No, Ron Brooks. Who the hell is Ron? Is Ron Brooks a lineman? Yeah. Oh, I'm talking about Brandon Brooks Ron or whatever. Brooks is, Ron Brooks is a cornerback. What are you doing, man? Uh, maybe I'm getting a flip-flop then. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the lineman, the, the guard from Houston. He's Brooks, right? Brandon, Brandon Brooks. Brandon Brooks. Brandon yeah. Brooks. Yeah. The, cre- the one who's having issues in his head. Yes, him. Grab me a beer. So... Yeah, if, if you don't allocate that money, then you can allocate the money elsewhere. And that's the it's not my money doesn't come into play because it's all allocated differently. Why would you not get a lineman, though, when you need a Because you could have drafted year. the Michigan State kid. Yeah, he ended up having a great year, too. You're talking about Conklin? Yeah, he was drafted at spot number eight. But again, he had a great year. But again, he, he had a great year. But again, you're if you want to go hypothetical, you're going hypothetical thinking that the Eagles were going to take a lineman at eight. And, by the way, my, to make my point. But they could have drafted Eagles, Vernon Hargraves instead. But the Eagles were also picking Hargrave 13. Hargraves is also a really nice pick. Okay, they were able to move up to eight. Do you think they were staying at eight? No. Well, why not? I didn't have because they weren't eight. staying at eight. Why? Wait, because Roseman because knew. Because they weren't. Isn't really what do you, a good what do you mean? He didn't. He I no didn't fucking idea. finish talking. Uh, There's right. no way you could have known. There's no way you could have known that he was going to go from eight to two. There was no way. He knew what the situation was up top. Him and the Rams have a good relationship. Him and the GM from the Rams have a good relationship. He knew uh, – the Browns, I'm sorry. So knew, then why did it take three weeks after they, they moved up? Well, it's not like a trade's going to happen overnight. I'm sure they were slowly talking about it, I mean, figuring out what the they were going to do. Before they traded up to get to two. We all said if they sat at eight, a dynamite player was going to fall down to them. Like, from they the broke s- it down. Somebody was going to drop. From the start, Doug Peterson raved, raved about those quarterbacks. When have you heard about Doug Peterson these say anything bad about anybody? It doesn't matter. He, it does. Like, he, he, he went out of his way. We're like, talking about the best. drafts. He went out of his way to talk about the quarterback. He completely went out of his way to talk about Wentz and Goff. Completely out of his way when the Eagles were the in the running. The only two there. guys he had the option of selecting, not coincidentally. Why so? 
What about because he's, what they about, moved up the two to get I'm the sorry, franchise quarterback? No, 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 they didn't move up yet. What about Connor Cook? What about the kid who's in Denver now? Those two guys were there. No one knew where they were going to fall at that point. Well, there Paxton was, Lynch was late. Paxton Lynch. Second, there was a couple. Guys, there was a couple guys it was late. A surprise anyway. Late first. No, he was selected as a late. He was no. He was he selected was slated, as a first. No, he was, he was slated, projected as a second. Yeah, maybe he was he slated, slated as a late as a mid, mid to late first. I think he was slated late. So you had four quarterbacks right there. So you don't know who they're going to take at eight. Did you hear or him say 13, anything bad at thirteen? Lynch. Uh, he just said this is a good so quarterback saying, group. Blah, blah, blah. That's just what Doug does. He just doesn't say anything so bad about regardless, you look, you got a qu- former quarterback coming in to uh, who was in a, an Andy Reid disciple who Andy Reid himself was a quarterback's coach. Andy, Andy Reid you know, revealed in the position he loves his quarterbacks. You're, you're from the same tree. You don't think they were trying to build this thing to be Andy 2.0? Oh, they knew clearly that, they were. They knew they wanted a quarterback a on this team. More because so they, than anything else. Because, I see that as a detriment. Because they saw enough of Sam Bradford to go, that he ain't our guy, we're going to go up and make our move. So when they were able to move up to eight, they had their eyes set on two. They weren't staying at eight. They weren't going to stay at eight. You can't say they weren't staying at eight because that move, you're not sure if that move falls apart or not. Before they traded up, just simply yes or no, were you happy with them being at eight? At eight? I would have been fine with that. Okay, that's all we're saying. We would no, have been perfectly happy. To, that's that's exactly what we're saying. We I'm would have not been saying, happy to stay at eight. I I'm saying that I think that they, I would have been happy to stay at eight and continue to build up the team and get the quarterback when you're in a better position yeah, to like win. You didn't feel any overwhelming need to jump up and to number two, right? No, well, I did. That's what I'm saying that's all I'm look, saying. They they know more than we know. Okay, would you agree with that? Yeah. Their scouting department, their GMs. They're around the fucking game 24-7. And sometimes they're right and sometimes they're We watch they're it wrong. every Sunday and we watch these analysts and you listen to us assholes on the radio talk. And that's it. Those guys see these kids play. Don't they, you think that they, they watch? Move? They watch hours and hours and hours of tape. Obviously, they had a hard-on for Carson Wentz or Goff, I guess, if he would have not well, been and, taken and there first. You go. Yeah, so, and that's the that difference. And that's the difference. I mean, you're saying they know so what we know and then Goff ended up saw, shit in the bed. But everybody, look, everyone knew that Goff was going one, though, at that point. Yes or no? Right, but but so St. they Louis knew they were going to get. But they St. didn't Louis know he was going to stink. They knew they were right. going to get Wentz. Okay, they they were eyeballing Wentz. They liked Wentz. They figured we're going to go for but broke. But if if if, if we're going to go for broke got, without completely mortgaging our future, by the way, and by the way, we they already, mortgaged enough of it. How? Actually, I mean, this is where I kind of differ a little bit because the Bradford trade really did mitigate a lot of the damage that. Yeah, but how how great would it be in this stack draft to have two? No, I'm not First necessarily rounders. saying that you're wrong, but I'm just saying that it really, I mean, when all said and done, because we all knew that eventually at that point Bradford was gone. Like, he was definitely going to get traded at some point for something. And we were going to kind of use that to kind of balance out whatever they gave up to move up in the first place. Right. So when all said and done, they really only gave up a two. Basically, yeah. Because you got to pick back and return. So that's what I'm saying. It. Like, this is where I'm on the other side of the argument because the cost was really, really reasonable. They gave up a two and, and something. They gave up a three or something. My thing is the there, timing there of it was more so than anything else. But they I mean, really it, needed the picks when they gave it up. Like, that's, to me, what I had kind of a... I think the cover was too bare to do it at that time. I, you know, I stand by that. The timing of it. Right. I think that they would have been better suited. And I think that this year there's three guys that are projected as... You know, it's like I said. Right, let, me, let me ask you guys a question right now. Like I said in the article that I'm referencing, I'm not saying it was a bad move. I'm not saying it was a mistake. I'm just saying at the time I would have played a conservative and I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, I mean that, that was what it was. Let, it let was me ask would you, you do the trade? Let I me mean, ask you a question right, right now. now. I say no. Right now, is the Eagles stand right now? Do you think they're in a better position now 
than they would have been if they hadn't gotten a quarterback last year. Yes or no? It's it's too hard to say. I mean, you really can't because, like I said, you don't know what you're going to walk uh, away with from blind. last year. I'm sorry, you guys are completely. Blind. Uh, so wait, so your your opinion's blind? the only one that has any no, warning on this at all? Uh, well, then what are you talking about? You guys are fucking blind. You guys are insulting us. You're insulting us. Fifty-five quarterback rating. I mean, why are we blind? You guys are blind, man. So you rather have Mitch Trubisky on this team right now? Who knows what Mitch Trubisky is? Who knows what with, Carson Wentz with is? Most likely no receivers. So it's again, we're back to is Carson Wentz a Hall of Famer? But this is where I'm saying you can't why throw this out that. there and change the whole scenario and then get mad when we're changing the scenario. And you can't also insult us as being blind, but then get pissed off when we disagree. I'm not getting pissed off. You, you are. Disagree. You're saying you guys are blind. That's your fault. I don't care if you you don't see that. Oh, right. right. So you're 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 not pissed off. You're not insulting us. I'm not you're mad. Off. You're the one getting mad. Right. I'm not mad. Right. I'm just saying. Like, you, you insult guys are us blind and say this. You I'm say you guys are fucking blind. And insulting us, but you're not mad. I'm I'm dumbfounded. I'm not mad. I don't give a shit what you think. I'm just I'm dumbfounded at it. Mine is it's too big picture because you you have no idea what this team would look like at this point if they, they didn't go that route. You don't know what they would have walked out of the draft with. You don't know ultimately what they would have traded Bradford for. You, it, it literally, it, I mean, every facet of the organization. All right, is fine. Here's a, here's a fair question. Here's a all right, after. fine. Here's a fair question. So you held on to Bradford, and Bradford's your starting quarterback right now. I say you trade him anyway. That was part of mine. But but say, fine, you, you hold on to Bradford. You yeah. end up 7-9. and, and nine. So you have Bradford as your quarterback. Right. Well, do I take Dak Prescott last year's draft? No. Because you had Why your, wouldn't I? Because you Bradford's already had your quarterback. No, because so he's I, not. No, he, you know he's not. None of us at any no, point yeah. said that he was our quarterback. No, he was, was never the He was on future. the roster for... It, he was never the answer. It, it was definitely a one-year Well, year Mike wanted Chase Daniel to start last year. That's so, right. So right. I wasn't on board with that. But at the same time, I'm not naive. I mean, I know that you need a quarterback. I wouldn't have gone after Prescott. This was the draft yeah. I was signing up for a quarterback. And again, I know I'm the only one that feels that you punt, and everybody disagrees with that. But no, I say... I never tank games. Well, I'm saying, well, and that was my thing. So that's my difference is, hey, now you're a top five pick. Now you get a top five pick. Now you get the the top cornerback in the draft this year. You also get your quarterback, the Trubisky, your quarterback. You have your lineman that you got from last year or your other first quarterback. First of all, why would you have Trubisky? Because what, what makes you think that the Eagles would have went any worse than the Bears or the Browns or the 49ers last year? Right what, now, last year with see. Chase Daniel? How do you know? You don't, but that's my point. You don't know what it's so, going to look so like. So wait, you, 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 so think, that, you no think that Chase Daniel is the worst quarterback like. that's ever played the game, but they're going to be eight and eight? Say, you, say you're picking well, six. No, say you're picking six. You're not picking second. Say you win four. I said fifth. I said top five. Okay. Trubisky All right, so it's six. So it's six. Uh, Trubisky's probably going second or third in this draft. No, I think he's going like I. A lot of mobs have him going second, so. All right, fine. Then, then instead I mean, unless, of that, unless San Francisco is absolutely in love with him, instead of that, then you get the the t- top cornerback who's like outstanding. You could probably still get the top cornerback at thirteen. No, you're not getting. Who's the Alabama kid? He's going top five. I'll be more happy. Corner? More or corner. End. Corner. There's a corner that's like ridiculously. Oh, wait, I'm thinking of the kid from Texas, uh, Garrett. Yeah, Miles Garrett. Yeah, yeah, he's no, going number he's going one overall. Overall. He's going. He's going one overall. There's no question about that. Right. Right. But there's a cornerback that's going top five, and you get him and you pair him with Vernon oh, Hargraves. Shit. Yeah, what or the you, fuck's his or name? You pair, Give me a second. It's right on the tip of my tongue. And well, you get Derrick Henry, so your running back situation settled. Now all you need is a quarterback. The hardest there position are like, to find. But there are four of them in this draft. I mean, you know, and they're not touted any more or less than they were last draft. If you turn the clock back, you know, 
two, we're, three weeks before the draft. We're, but we're also, hypothetically. But it's also looked at as a very weak quarterback draft. Okay, how about this? How so about you trade for year. Kirk Cousins? Last year was you know maybe you one get of Kirk the Cousins weakest Cousins quarterback for like drafts I've a ever second seen. or third round pick at this point. And pay him $24 million a year? No, you're not paying him $24. He's, that's his franchise tag. You have to sign him to a deal. No, you'd probably have to. Give you him. have to give him. You have to eat. Uh, that I mean, money. even the mid-range quarterbacks get somewhere around like eighteen, nineteen million a year. Okay, fine. Then you get. Well, no, he, so they don't. Mid-range doesn't get eighteen, nineteen million a year. So you're paying Wentz. I mean, going this by rookie last deal, year, if you're going to pay year, Cousins his twenty million dollar yeah, deal, at least going by last year. Huh? I said you're, you're worried about money, but you're paying Wentz his rookie deal, whatever that was worth. But you're going to pay Cousins twenty million dollar, twenty million dollars a year. That's not going to hurt your cap. Well, it is so going to hurt your cap. Sorry about the cap. So uh, I think only I think Mike was just pointing out there's options. Like you don't if you don't feel that strong sure there about is. the you could draft, be uh, you could be the Chicago Bears and sign Mike Lennon for fifteen million dollars a year. You could do that. I'd be I'd be thrilled about that. I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't think Mike Lennon's a bad quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh God. Yeah. No. No. Um, <laughs> guy hasn't well, played. Let's put it this way. He hasn't I don't played think in three bad, years. He's not a sixteen million dollar a year player. But I mean, I don't think he's necessarily the well. We got, we got, we got a couple other listeners out there. Jeff Foster's out there. Um, yeah, cause I, I've had enough because we're not getting anywhere with this. Well, what, did you really expect us to back off of where we, we no, stood in an article? Well, then why are you saying we're fucking blind and yelling at us? You started the argument. Are you going to continue or are you done? All right, fine. Talk about whatever it is you're talking about. All right, so he wants, to, he wants us to compare the Eagles moves with the Giants and the Redskins and I guess the Cowboys at that point. The other moves, with the Eagles moves compared to other moves in the NFC East. Oh, I like the Eagles way more. I like the prior deal for the Redskins. Obviously, they gave up. Yeah, they, but they I mean, got they killed lost for everything two and else. got one that fell off at the end of the year. I and th- they're a mess. I mean, if you look like behind the scenes, like holy shit. Dude. I I think the Giants I stole the, Marshall. I, I think the Giants win this uh, free agent period but they in lost the division. Who they get? Who else they, get? they got Brandon Marshall. That's all they need. They got the best trio of receivers probably in the league right now. I mean, ODB and and. Brandon Marshall and Sterling Shepard. For Brandon Marshall to walk in as a three or four, I mean, man, that's with Eli Manning, who's who wants to win another one with the defense that's stacked, and all they need, and they're going to draft in a very rich draft a tight end. Your offense is going to be potent. They're going to be something to fu- like. They're going to be they're going to be difficult to fucking beat. That's, that's they need a running back too. They do. Need they a do need back. a run. And here you go. Well, it's mean, a deep running back. Draft it's a good running back time. draft too. They they. Yeah, they, they can get a they could get a tight end and a running back in the first two or rounds. Same argument you made before. I mean, there are free agent running backs just sitting out there that nobody's sniffed at yet. Right. Uh, and Jeff, Jeff, uh, sorry, brother, he's a, he's a Redskins fan. I, but still, between <laughs> you them, guys the are in pri- look, the prior sign it was good for them. I like. Do the, we want to talk about the the whole what happened with them? Dude, that team is a shit. show. Yeah, let's go for. I mean, might as well. General um, manager gets fired the day of free agency, and they pin it. Want to be an alcoholic? It gets yeah, out. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. Which is a shame because he was really viewed as um, a major architect around the league. I mean, he was um, part of the team that w- they finally got back to the playoffs. Yeah, but the, yeah, I mean, I, it seemed like they were finally writing the ship. The Redskins were finally writing the ship and on 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 the up and up for after years of tripping over them. So, and then they fell right back into it now, and they're in some serious. And trouble. look, there's they no thought way it was they, out. And then they pull There's me no back way that you can look at this through a, a positive spectrum either. Like, none. None. I mean, it came out today. Now, again, this surprised you guys, but uh, I caught it earlier today. A couple of, like, the, the media members came out and actually said, look, we were told by a couple of guys behind the scenes that if uh, Scott McClellan gets let go, you know, we're going to say it was because he was an alcoholic. 
That was what the tweet read. Now, yeah. whether it was, hey, look, we're going to let him go because he can't pull himself together. I don't know if there's something lost in translation there, but holy shit, what a bad look that is. You yeah, I mean, I mean, you where, just don't throw a guy under the bus like that. Either, number one, because you know this was leaked by the team. It right. had to be. I mean, something like this is considered a medical issue. Like, he, it's just... That's absolute, a HIPAA violation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this has got to have been leaked by the team somewhere at some point. It had to have been. There's no other explanation right. for it. Horrendous, man. So, that's a shame. It, either, A, this guy legitimately does have a, a, a serious problem that he needs help for, and they fired him for it, or B... They just stone made it up and then fired him for it. Right. Like, there's really no, no way I to even look that. at this look, and have the they, Redskins come out looking good. I don't think they, I don't think they made no, it up. Look, look, he, like I said, he's viewed as a, as a, as a great guy to build teams um, right. like sharp uh, around, guy around the league. Yeah. yeah. And so, but still, all right, so if he's an alcoholic, you're going to fire the guy? Fuck. No, you get the guy help. I mean, like, even if you got to say, like, hey, look, he's going to take some time off. He's going to be put on the shelf. Like, we're going to bring somebody in for him. But he's got a couple of issues that you know we need to make sure that he gets straightened out. And even if even yeah, if you saying, do let him go, Jeff Jeff just said he's he, he's known. It's known that he's an alcoholic, so they didn't make he's it. He talked up. about it publicly. I mean, yeah, yeah. But at the same but, time, like I like, said, when the beat writers come out a I'm month an alcoholic. ago, I'm saying, I hope I don't get fired. Saying, hey, look, you know, this is why we're going to let this guy go. He's rubbing ownership behind the scenes the wrong way. Oh, I thought you were going to finish that sentence the other way. He's rubbing people off. <laughs> well, maybe that would have kept his job. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, like you know, the, the only thing that's worse than, than waking up with a, a, drink, uh, a, dick oh, drawing, a dick drawing on your face oh, boy. is finding out that it was traced. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. That's all. That's actually not that funny. Uh, I got to admit, that's kind of funny. <laughs> all right, I got to, um, if I can. I was you trying go to through? live through a burp. Yeah. Can I go through a couple of the grades that the ESPN gave on, on something? Well, we're not higher? done. I mean, we still got to do the yeah, Cowboys. What the fuck? We're finishing off. What are you talking about? The cow- oh. We didn't talk about the Cowboys. Cowboys lost a couple of guys. Yeah, yeah. So the Cowboys- yeah I mean, the Cowboys got killed. Yeah. I mean, out of everybody free agency-wise, I mean, it ranked in order. Uh, I, I've got the Eagles up at the top, or at least tied with the Giants, one or the other. Redskins, I, I guess, sort of like incrementally right in front of right in front of the Cowboys, just because at least they brought nah, in Yeah, I'm going the other way. I'm going the Cowboys and then the Redskins and Dead Last. Well, but I mean, both I'll of them... I'll never argue with you. But <laughs> I mean, both of them actually... <laughs> I think both nice, of them regressed. And Pryor's I think a nice signing for him, man. Right, well, but they lost two it, other receivers. At least they and brought a, in somebody. You know and what a mean? defensive like, end or Dallas whatever. didn't bring in anybody. <laughs> you know what, though? Yeah, Dallas brought in... Well, they brought in Nolan Carroll. Ooh. So I put Dallas last only because, look, everyone kind of knew Pierre Garçon was gone. All right. I thought they would keep one of the two. I thought they were going to try to keep Deshaun Jackson. I thought they would keep one. I didn't so know which one. You're, I thought it was more likely Jackson since he's a little bit younger. But I thought I was really yeah. surprised that both of them left. Garcon signs for sixteen. Yeah, but you know what the other year? thing no, is, is? How crazy is that? Holy shit! Yeah, you know what? San Francisco they signed a a, a fullback for like. Record money. The best, San best Francisco. In the league, like, but John Ritchie's like, yeah, motherfucker, I'm back. So, <laughs> so here's the deal. Like, you talk about, like, they finally got rid of their GM, and you think that things. Hello, everyone. John Lynch comes in. I was trying in. to find a Leonard Weaver one. I don't have it. Sorry. Oh, I got it. I have it, but I don't have it on my board. John John Lynch <laughs> comes in there and throws ridiculous money at terrible. Like, he, he just looks like a total buffoon in the role. I'm sorry. So like, far, love it's not him as going a player. Really well. if he but does he's just it, like throwing he, all kinds of money at just mediocre players. Anybody. I don't get it. If he does it like he uh, ca- calls the games. 
Yeah, if he, if he does it like he calls the games, man, they're in trouble out there. Yeah, I did. Uh, I mean, that was the one thing about him taking the 49ers job. I was so happy I didn't have to hear him doing games anymore. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go through a couple of the uh, – a, a few of the uh, big signings in the grade that they, they gave, ESPN gave. Um, Terrell Pryor got a B plus. I think the Terrell Pryor thing is more curious than anything. It's like he should have gotten more. Like how did you only get $8 million for one year? Right. Amukamura. Like something, something about that, like I said, just doesn't sit right with me at all. Yeah, I, I don't know. Amukamura got an A. He's the only A that was given. Right. Lawrence Timmons a C. Whatever that's worth, he went to Miami. Got my picture. Oh, yeah. Chris, I'm, I'm scrolling. Chris Baker, defensive end, got a B plus for the Buccaneers. Yeah, so right. Bucks, who cares? Yeah, fuck, yeah. Fuck the Pierre Bucks. Garcon got a C plus. I agree. It's I can't way, believe it was that yeah. high. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, thought it was way too much money, man. Way too much money. Sorry, talk amongst yourself. Drake or Patrick, resigning no with the Bengals is a C plus. Ryan Logan with the Titans, cornerback, got a B. Yeah, look, the Drake Kirkpatrick thing, that was a re-sign. Um, they wanted to keep him. Pittsburgh was trying to get him. They weren't going to let him go to a – Yeah, I did have a question yeah. too, by the way. Uh, this is from uh, Alex Keller. He's a follower of ours from out in California. He, he asked, uh, now that Brayden Cooks is over in, um, over in New England, do uh, we think that Malcolm Butler leaves – Hightower most likely does too. Then maybe right. Well, one of well, them leaves. That's the thing. I thought Malcolm Butler was going to be the one traded. Well, yeah, I thought he's going to be traded away in that deal because they signed. Uh, they very uh, clearly wanted a defensive. They signed. Back. They signed Gilmore from Buffalo. Right. Right. Um, so I thought that's what was going. I mean, they could there. have Rowe as their their other guy too. So this is from uh, Joey Hoffman. Uh, he said the Patriots now have have a black receiver. You see what they've done with white guys. Hashtag Tom for six. Jesus. Good Lord, man. <laughs> that's, that's, that is funny. That's good, <laughs> that's good shit. He's Russell, right. He's right, though. Yeah, Russell Okong went to the Chargers, B minus. That's actually a good sign. For, the Chargers have a lot of work to do, though, man. They, um, They're a mess. Yeah, they do. I told you about Alshon. He got an A minus. Right. Boye went to the Jaguars. Jaguars bolstered up their defense when they were already seeing the. He got a C plus. I can't figure that team out at all. Yeah, I, I wanted I don't him on the Eagles either. though. Like that was one of the guys that was really kind of earmarking that would make a yeah, lot. Yeah, but you of know what? He really got a ton. Yeah, they I, rolled I, I, the no, brink. I, I like, wouldn't have paid uh, yeah, that yeah. much money for him, but he was a guy that I really thought might make some sense to bring in. Stefan Gilmore, we just talked about. He got a B minus grade, saying that like this is one of the few times that the, the Patriots actually paid market value for somebody. Is there anybody mm. down on that list that makes sense NFCs wise? Well, I mean, the Deshaun one. Sean Jackson got a B minus. The one thing I want to bring up was uh, Jeff McLean, uh, who, was, who covers the Eagles. Uh, he had a pretty cool story about his son today. And uh, his son was a big uh, Kenyon Barner fan, who, you know, obviously was running back for the uh, Eagles. And uh, he wanted a jersey. And I'm paraphrasing this. I don't have the story in front of me. But well, he said it was funny. Like, he hooked on to him for virtually no reason yeah, he's at all. Yeah, like, he just. He, he's like, oh, even the his name wife sounded cool. Like his name sounded cool. <laughs> yeah. like that was the. So, so he. So he, he just kind of locked onto him. He wants he wants a jersey from Kenyon Barner for Christmas, and 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 McLean's like, look, I, I don't know if I can find one, whatever. 
Look, I'll get you something else. We got him a Wednesday, I think it was. I think so. Yeah, but he's yeah. saying in the back of his mind, he's like, dude, I don't think this guy's going to be here in like a month. I'm not going to throw. He's yeah. like, I don't even know if they make a Keyshawn Barner yeah. jersey. So he gets a Wentz <laughs> jersey, and he said his son's all upset, whatever. But he got over it. And so uh, the other night, he said, Dad, did they did they keep Kenyon Barner? And he goes, buddy, I'm, I'm sorry they didn't. And he said he turned his head and went to bed, and he was upset. So he said the next morning he kind of got up. Sounds what, six? I think. Some, yeah, I think yeah, something, something like that. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he said the next day he gets up and he's like, um, so who did the Eagles get? And he's like, well, they got Alshon Jeffrey. And he said, so he said, uh, you know, he asked him, are you upset? <laughs> no, I'm okay, I'm okay. And he said a couple hours later, he said his son said, well, what the number does he wear? <laughs> 17. And, he, and he's like, okay, maybe I'll get his jersey then. <laughs> that was a pretty cool story. Yeah, that's pretty funny. But kid, and I, I wrote, I wrote back to him. I said, "Dude, just to be a kid again, like to be a kid again." And like, remember that? Like, sports were so pure when you were a kid. It's yeah, different. There were, like, there were so many play. I mean, my first love was baseball. I mean, that was the one that I really broke in with. Same that here. Was the one that yeah, really- Mike Schmidt, man. Mike Schmidt. But was there the- were yep. plenty of guys. Like, baseball cards were so big. Like, you would lock on to guys for like the most random reasons on earth. Yeah, it, like he, you just like the way that his photo looked, or he, you know, you like his batting stance, or exactly. you know, exactly. What was yeah, it? Like, Council was the one that swung the bat up in the air. Like, yeah, yeah, he threw it completely over his head. Yeah, it, like he, you know, maybe they had as opposed to like an in action shot. Maybe it was just like him doing something like kind of cool on the sidelines. So somebody has the same last name as like you know your friend or something like that. Yeah, that'll yeah, do it. Yeah, exactly. Like the most random reasons, automatically you lock onto a guy. Like he, you know, there was this one. Uh, Oh, Christ. I'm trying to remember what the hell his Christ name was. Christ played baseball? That's awesome. I'm sure there was one. Jesus plays baseball. Yeah, they, they Jesus. <laughs> so you got half of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? That was one of the guys I started following. Because when I first opened up my pack of baseball cards, Ivan DeJesus was one of the first yeah. player, one of the first Phillies that I actually got a, a card Ivan for. Ivan DeJesus. Yeah. So I always kind of like had a soft spot for the five-for-one trade. <laughs> <laughs> God. That trade. <laughs> Because that was the first, like, Philly that I organically kind of, like, got. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, I'll go through a couple more of these real fast. How Chan- many are there? I don't know. There's a bunch. Chandler Jones, linebacker, C+. Plus. I don't know who the fuck that is. Tyrod Taylor, B+. Plus. Tyrod Taylor went where? They had to bring him back. Yeah, they, they, went they back brought to him Buffalo. back to Buffalo. Oh, he did? Yeah, yeah they kept Oh, they were talking about him going somewhere else. Yeah, they were. But he somewhere. ultimately, yeah, I mean, they had to bring him back. Who the hell else is going to play in Buffalo? Yeah. <laughs> Mike Glennon got a C. Well, the money. Woods, Robert Woods got a D plus with the Rams. Oh, the Rams brought, you know, Ridiculous. so that the switch in the carousel. Man, you know, that was the one thing about the Deshaun Ton Jackson deal that really kind of surprised me, though, because I thought that the Rams were a really good fit for Deshaun Jackson. I thought that made a ton of sense. Hmm. You know, because they don't exactly have a completely untalented wide receiving core, but they do need that one guy that kind of stretches the field. Jackson, you know, he's from California. He's uh, from Devon Los Austin Angeles. Austin was supposed to be that guy, though. He's like three feet tall. So is Deshaun Jackson. Well, he's taller than Tavon Austin. You would have taken them both in? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't but I thought that kind of made sense. They have Capron to spare. But the Robert Woods thing, a ton of money, man. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. Threw no, that's money a bad deal. Yeah. Kenny Britt got a C plus. Yeah. Bad deal. We talked about that before. Yeah. Kenny Stills got a D plus. He went to Miami. Well, they, he, he resigned with Miami, and they threw $20 million guaranteed at him. That's yeah. a lot of money, yep. man. And like I said, I was kind of on the Stills bandwagon. But again, you know, for a certain price. Again, this kind of goes back to 
my philosophy in general, like, it's not the product, it's the price point. Like, do I like Kenny Stills as a player? Yeah, I do. Do I like him for $20 million guaranteed plus, what did he get, a three-year deal? Mm-hmm. No. No, I don't. Not for, not for that much money. That's fucking crazy. But I would certainly take him over Pierre Garçon. You know what I mean? I would take him, I mean, like, money notwithstanding. I mean, again, I, I wouldn't throw that much his way, but. Yeah, I just got a point. I mean, basically, you know, if you put Deshaun on, on the Rams, basically they don't have a quarterback that can complement his speed. That's from Jeff right. Foster. Yeah, it's true. I, I agree with that. Yeah, um, it's and, and, true. And 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 Winston and and Jameis Winston true. does fit Deshaun quite well because the, you know Winston was looking. Actually, he just texted me the same exact no, thing. No, no, no. It Winston makes sense. Has the arm. Uh, it just wasn't a team that I had on the radar for him. Like that was the one as I'm kind of like poking around the league. I'm like, okay, it makes sense for him to go here. It makes sense for him to go there. I right. kind of had the the Rams. I wasn't even really thinking about the Buccaneers, to be honest. I with think you. that's a good that's a good fit for him. You, you know, think about how much better that's going to make him, Mike Evans. Mike Evans, yeah, that's 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 pretty. You know good, what I mean? Man. Like how much of the field this is going to open up for Evans? Mm-hmm. That's a good move for them. I, I I think that's a really good signing for them. Yeah, I mean they're not too far off. I mean if you remember too, because I, I know that what did they finish nine and seven? Something like that. Yeah. Because they weren't too far out of a playoff spot. I mean the thing was they got out of the gate slow. Like, they lost a couple games early that really kind of came back to haunt them. Mm-hmm. Like, but they're not as – they didn't make the playoffs, but I, I think they're a playoff team, I guess, is the point that I'm getting to. Like, they're, they are a team that's really kind of right competing they're, they're, yeah. in a division that's relatively wide open. So, in that regard, it, it kind of makes sense for them to go after a guy like Jackson. Right. All right, so I'm going to go through four real quick, the last four. Hoyer, B, signing with San Fran, Brian Hoyer. Probably a well, they're going to draft a quarterback. Yeah, somewhere. Marshall got a B minus. Signing with uh, the Giants. Surprise is that low. Yeah, I thought it would have been no. Higher. It's it any other team, it would have been a lot higher. He doesn't even have to change his locker. Yeah, I, I'm sure. No, no, that no. I mean the grade. Heavily. He's talking about the grade. Vernon Davis got a C. Well, Washington. I'm sure he got a B, but it's based on a price that wouldn't have been applicable for any other team but the Giants. Right. Like you mean to tell me, like not having to uproot your family or well, not only that, around? I mean, why, or yeah, why isn't the grade higher? Because you only got him for six mil a year. That's, I don't. Yeah, yeah I, 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 don't I didn't understand. get that trade. Yeah, or I didn't get the the grade. Um, and then yeah, Vernon Davis got a C, resigning with Washington, and then Charles Johnson, good defensive end, got a B plus, sticking mm-hmm. with the Panthers. Did you? Uh, we talked about the Brandon Cooks trade uh, earlier, um, but the uh, and the Brock Osweiler trade, but. This week, uh, it was early in the week, but I, you know, I wrote it down before free agency started. I thought it was a kind of a fun story to bring up, uh, the Aaron Foster uh, story. So, apparently, he was put on a day load, and he, and he took <laughs> and he took the Twitter, and I saw it too. It's and, fucking it, and and again, I'm paraphrasing, but basically, it was it started off with him going, "Man, I don't know about the wild. I don't know if I can survive in the wild," and then it led to, uh, "I think I could take on a wolf. I'm pretty sure I can beat a wolf one on one." One on one. I'm, I'm, I'm. like a wolf is donning like boxing gloves. He's just and, sitting there and, and he goes, he goes. I'm two thirty. What are wolves like? One ninety. <laughs> I can take that fucker down. He don't have no thumbs. So wait a second. I don't think a wolf's one ninety. Wolf's a pack animal. Yes, yeah, so a wolf's a pack, a pack animal. animal. Yeah, uh, that I mean, was like, brought up. They're not. They're you're not, not fighting a wolf. You're fighting a pack they're around of wolves. That, no, a, 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 a wild wolf, grown wolf, is about like one ninety. I'm gonna bet yeah. on the wolves. Really? Yeah. So I didn't think he was so, that big. But but not only that, but the fucking the jaw strength of a wolf. <laughs> oh, uh, dude, a wolf can like 
completely rip you apart. Wolf yeah. is what you did. Yeah, like, fuck. The... So if you were to stick, like, you know, Arian Foster and... I'm oh, on the wolf. Yeah. I don't think there's any question about it. No. It's a unicorn. No. It's not a unicorn. It's a wolf. It's a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> the only chance you it's have... True. Is, it's true. ...is doing something like... Giving the wolf your arm and then like <laughs> beating the hell out of it, like with everything else you have while you're like in excruciating pain. I, I, we've we thought about this too much already. Again, if you are a pack animal, you're not fighting a wolf. No, you're that's the thing. I think wolves. he's saying that it's just a wolf. We're going one on one. He's gonna separate him. Still betting on the wolf. How long do you give him in a cage with a wolf? Fifteen minutes. You get 15 minutes? Good lord. Dude. No, I, wolves I, are fast. Yeah, fuck it's that. It's going to be over one way or the other. Look, I know he's a running back and shit. <laughs> They're going to circle around each other for an hour. Like, what's he going to do? Like, hold the jaw shut? Dude, I think a wolf. I, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to think. Like, one, like, how would you The only chance you have is to look. body slam the shit out of it, like, multiple times. I got to look up something, because I'm pretty sure it's a, a, a wolf, uh, like, its jaw strength is, like, it's like fourteen hundred pounds. Yeah, I'm gonna, or look, like I'm gonna that. look that up right now. All right. Well, while you're doing that, um, so the Eagles, uh, just salary cap situation. Um, twelve hundred pounds of pressure. Twelve hundred pounds. I said fourteen. Fucker, man. It's, How much is that? It's yeah. bite force is four hundred pounds. Um, if it's protecting itself, a large wolf can bite down with over twelve hundred pounds of pressure. Um, it's like a fucking machine shop press. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's <laughs> fucking nuts. That's dude. ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. You're, you're giving up something. You're sacrificing I, I think, something. I think you Aaron, would have to. There's no other way you can get it done. I mean, you would have. Yeah, like you would said, you would have to give up an arm, and either, then just continuously punch it in the fucking neck and like break its neck. Dude, either, either like, that or you or you rear back and as it's attacking you, you kick it directly underneath the chin and like daze the shit out of it until it's you. Man, you are really betting on hitting that thing. You know though. what though? Do you well, like, hey, look, I'm saying it's good. It's that's not, it. The only, yeah. the, only thing, for the only thing that gives Arian... That's really a miracle play. The, the only thing that gives Arian Foster hope is that... Leonardo, Chuck Norris could take it. Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> killed a bear. <laughs> he ran, ran house kicked the shit out of that thing. <laughs> He'd knock it through the cage. <laughs> he would just drop Chuck him. Norris knows what the wolf did. <laughs> the wolf's just happy that Chuck Norris doesn't travel in packs. <laughs> Anyway, so getting back to the Eagles, uh, so they're six million over the cap. They got to dedicate about five million towards the rookies that they have coming in. They could trade Chase Daniel. That's probably not happening. Redo no, Brandon not for Graham's the price of the contracts that fucking quarterbacks are getting. They could redo Brandon Graham's deal, but everything else that they've been doing has been basically trying to free Kelsey, up extra. Right, well, here you it's go. The same thing. Well, if you're Ken, Brandon Graham, Kendrick's why are you taking gone. a pay cut? They're well, no, it's not. It's, it's actually extending him for more money down the line. He's going to get more guaranteed money to they're, do this, but it's they're getting rid of Michael Kendricks. They're, he's gone. All right, so Kelsey, gone. they might be getting cut. Save, in Kelsey. Now I don't understand this whole pers- post June one. If they do it after it's the June deadline, 1st? yeah, it's the, the deadline June first is is your for Kelsey, the right? bonus. Uh, it's for him and Kendricks. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, if they a, do it before, then they save money or they after? save money. Okay, so then they would get they get like a roster bonus. It's, for a, it's the roster that. bonus okay. deadline. Yeah. So Jason Kelsey and Kendricks alone, if they get rid of both of them, ten million. So that puts you at only one million under. Cutting Ryan Ma- Matthews, you can't cut him. He's on injured reserve. No, so you, you can do a settlement. 
clear. You have to wait for him to get healthy, or you got to work out. But some he's going to eventually so. get healthy. You could trade well, or cut Darren Sproles. Well, be, before that, you could trade or cut Darren Sproles. That's four million. And then there's cut You're Marcus not Smith. Darren Sproles. I mean, he's a nominal amount of money. Right, anyway. I agree. It's four million dollars. That's and not then happening. The other thing you can do is cut Marcus Smith, Ron Brooks, DGB, Tobin, and Hart, and save that's about five, five and a half million. million. Right there. That's it. So five there you go. So that's fifteen so million. Money. That, that you're saving, so you're probably going to still have four and a half million for free agency right now. Or you could, or you could cut Peters go, for like twelve million. Yes, go back on your. They're not going to. Or that. ten million, or I whatever. Mean, if anything, nine, bringing in nine Jeffrey million. right now kind of says, "Look, we're competing right now." I, I can't see them letting Peters go at that point. And just a yeah. shout out to Mark like Eckle said, from I mean, NJ.com. He's the one that came up with the article that you know <clears throat> went through all this. If. Uh, you're going to get rid of Kelsey. You're sure as shit not going to get rid of Peters. Like you're definitely not doing both. I mean, no. like I said, I mean, you're expecting to compete this year. Otherwise, th- you wouldn't have brought in Alshon Jeffrey. I think they're going to do the right thing and stick with Peters for this, this last year because I think Peter. This might be it for Peters. Right. Of course uh, it and, should and, be. Yeah. And although I don't know, man, he's a pretty proud dude. Like he might want to go out somewhere else. I'm not a big Peters fan to be honest with you. I am. I, I think he's earned his. I, I know that. Like he, I know that he walked off. Heard you like one the Peters year. twice. Giggity. Big, yeah, on, on a you're a big Peters fan, are you? No, <laughs> no, I'm not. I just but I mean, every that. other year that he's done has made him like a Hall of Fame caliber. <laughs> he's worth at least a five yard holding penalty. It seems like he doesn't play anymore. False yeah. start penalty. Yeah, false start. Yeah, he's false start holding. Whatever. Yeah, he's I mean, good for the holding. I mean, it's he's... the false starts that gets him. Yeah. It, that's not even him moving though. It's like his stomach moving first, and he's like, "Oh but shit!" It's like you, no, no, no. He moves early every time. <laughs> he just he never does, gets. He does for jump it. early, man. That's why he. That's why he's good at it. Like he's that. That gets him an but advantage. But again, they're just not in he's, a position where you have enough linemen that are ready enough to be able to let him go quite yet. I mean, I know the way they're probably going to work it is what Lane Johnson's going to swing over, take his place, and then from there. They're going to have one of the guys. Holopoli Vitae, I guess, is the most likely candidate to. Or fill they bring in, in for, somebody, yeah. They draft somebody. Wisniewski or Salamalu is probably going to step in for Kelsey, I guess is the way it's going to work. One of those, yeah, Lane Johns goes to the left side, Vitae goes to the right side, Brandon Brooks and uh, uh, and Warwick. Yeah, Uh, Warwick. Yeah, they could also draft somebody. I think there's somebody in the second round, an Indiana kid, that that might not be a I don't think – no, they're going to go – if they go lineman, they're going to go lineman late. The way that I laid it out was – Yeah, but a lineman late's not going to be a starter. Like, this guy could actually – it could be a tackle. shouldn't probably need a starter – He's Based on what they have. They need depth. Yeah, I mean, you just need... No, but you're going to need a tackle. And you're not sure if Vitae is going to work out. So if you can get your, your tackle and, and you have Lane Johnson and, and, you know, somebody else as your bookend tackles and have Vitae as, as your starter, like your, no, your next I think, backup, I don't think that's necessarily, again, build through the trenches. Yeah, you, you will, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got next year because, you, you know, next year is probably the year you maybe you concentrate on this the lines. This is such a weak lineman draft, though, too, it at is. the same time. This yeah, is like the only position it's really bad at, to be honest with you. But the way that I laid it out in the article that I threw out there today was just with the signing of Torrey Smith and Jeffrey and everything like that, I, I don't think they're going to go wide receiver with pick 14. I think that's probably a little unrealistic. I, 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 I think that would be a mistake at this point. I'm not going to even call it a mistake because, I mean, if the talent's there, it's there. I mean, if that's the best player on the board and I, it's clearly the way that they should go, they really should. But I tell I, you I what, really have to fall bad for you that. You better not pass on Sidney Jones or Dal- Dalvin Cook for what wide I'm receiver saying. there. Like, right. That's that's kind of what I'm saying. If they're all off the board, though, and if there is a wide receiver sitting there, I'm not saying it's a bad idea 
But at this point, I don't think that's likely. Like that's kind of where I'm going with. I have it. a scenario, and I, w- I want you guys to chime in on this. Well, hear me out first, because uh, right, like yeah. I said, because I think this is going to match up kind of with where you're going. Probably I think they're more not. likely to go with one of the running backs that drop down first. I think whether it's Fournette or Dalvin Cook, I think one of the two are most likely their plan A. I think that's where they would prefer to go with their first pick. Sure. Probably cornerback with the second. And then I'm, th- I'm looking wide receiver. Because I still think they need to come out of the draft with a wide receiver, personally. doesn't necessarily have to be in the first couple of rounds or whatever, but they need at some point to get another wide end. I wouldn't mind them going back-to-back corners or something corner – Running back corner, or you know, getting two corners in the first three rounds. I if it's well, again, that in my heavy, opinion, it depends on the board. It just depends on well, how yeah, it's best player available out. at a position that you still need a player. Yes. right. But I think their dream scenario would be running back cornerback at that point. If I'm Howie Roseman, um, like if you're picking the board, what do you think? I trade back. Well, we talked about that too. So I, I think back. I think they trade. If I was Howie Roseman, and I'm say I'm thinking, all right, I'm gonna get a running back. I trade back. I go to like 24, 25. I get Christian McCaffrey. Okay, that's my running back, and I load up maybe say a second because look, a team's jumping from 25 to 14. They're giving up something. They're giving yeah, you. It's gotta be a nice return. It's either second or third. They're I sec- I would I would think a second and maybe a next year second or third or something like that. That's next year. So you're getting another second round pick in early. As, as actually a later second round pick, but it doesn't sure. matter. Now you have two second round picks. You get your two corners, or maybe Chris Goodwin and a, and a corner. I still think Chris, uh, Chris Godwin's a really or Godwin. Nice. I said Goodwin. No, and Godwin. No, um, yeah, but I, if he's I, sitting there for them in like the middle of the third round, or I mean, God forbid, he slips to the fourth. I'm I mean. not. I'm not opposed to them trading back, and I think that's what you were talking about. You mm-hmm. wanted to ask us. I'm not opposed to them trading back. It depends. It depends on. It depends on who's available. If Dalvin Cook's available, I don't trade back then. Yeah, then I'm going to take Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin Cook's yeah, one of them too is a lot better than McCafferty. So if what you if know, it's Sidney Jones? Say Fournette and 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 how Cook. much better is Sidney Jones than say Tease Tabor? Much better. I think Tabor's overrated big time. Is there anybody else that's in the twenty range in that in the twenty range that you like? Even Lattimore is slow. Lattimore plays. I off. thought Lattimore was going to be taken by then. He could be. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm just talking about. Board, I think top I think ten. Top ten. I'm just talking top. In that ballpark. You know, I'm just thinking cornerbacks. Okay. Top cornerbacks off the top of my head. I mean, Lattimore to me, I think he's overrated. I think he's a guy who needs to play off. Um, he's slow, but he is all around the ball. He's around the ball all the time. But you know, he, he plays the ball well, which is something the Eagles don't have. Eagles don't really have much at corner. But um, that's yeah, one I mean, thing. Jalen Mills shows flashes. It's not like he looks completely so talented, but he's, he's really raw. And just he, He's a little bit more of a developmental project that maybe could become something. So there's, that's the thing. I mean, if, if Sidney Jones is there and, and they think that he's that much better he's than, than the corner, next, dude. He's than the next guy corner. out there, then I take him. Now, if, if all three of those guys are gone and you're looking at the next six or seven picks in the position to need being either McCafferty or like a tease Tabor or, or the other Florida cornerback or be the worst whoever. In the world. Then you, you trade back the and then you pick up something like a second or third round pick in a deep draft. I'm good with that. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have any issue with that. I mean, I could see where that would make some sense. 
Yeah. Especially now, do you do it if Corey Davis is there? Do you do it if Mike Williams is there? Now that could yeah. becomes a that's tough where, question. Well, that's where it becomes interesting because, like I said, I don't think at that point they go wide out. I mean, if there's a – I don't either. If, you know, you have, let's say – I don't know how this would shake out, but let's say Corey Davis is on the board, but you could also take Dalvin Cook. I think they're going running back. Oh, well, now I, they I are, mean, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think the idea of taking Williams or Davis is pretty much dead right now, I unless so the too. board goes completely top-heavy with defense and running backs and everything. And I that's mean, really all that's left that's the clearly the best player available. Yeah, say Fournette and Cook are gone, and, and it's Mike Williams and, and uh, Corey Davis are sitting there, and, and the team like Kansas City is sitting there. You know, I'm thinking a playoff team last year, 25, 26, wherever they are. Right, right, right. right. Oh, I see. Shit, they need a wide receiver, you know, and and hey, we can use one of those guys. And well, I mean, then they may pay a premium to move up. Then you're talking about that second and maybe the second round. Right. I think that might be a little bit too much for them to give up. But I I mean, I still, yeah, I certainly take the phone call. I'd be really interested in seeing what they'd be willing to give up, like how much they want the guy. You know, in this offense, Lord knows. I mean, like you had pointed out, Kansas City star for wideouts. I mean, they really, really need wide receivers. I mean, in this in this offense that Peterson runs, <laughs> which I guess changes a little bit with these receivers they have now. Um, you know, we don't know what. I mean, we saw a lot of three tight end sets last year, which is the most boring season of football I think I've seen in a long time, to be honest with you. But um, you know, you, you get you get these uh, you know these weapons outside. Uh, you have a chance of getting a, a back who can catch the ball. I mean, Christian McCaffrey's got hands of wide receiver. He, he's got fantastic hands. Yeah, he's a nice player. You get him out there, man, that that, that can really add an element. Yeah. 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 Easy you know? Ed. Yeah, yeah. Ed, Ed's son, right. So, you know, I don't know. It, it, it'll be interesting to see, but obviously in a couple of weeks we, we'll, we'll get more into no, the No, again, that wouldn't be something I was supposed to. Uh, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. Again, at that point, it really kind of depends on what the deal is. I mean, what it is that you're going to get and how far down the draft board you're trading. Because, like I said, ultimately, if I'm Howie Roseman and Joe Douglas, I'm saying to myself, okay, regardless of how it shakes out, I do have to come out of the draft with a certain amount of stuff. Like, all right. this, this doesn't change the grocery list at all. It just right. changes the order that I might take it all in. So we have plenty of time to talk about the um, draft because it's, it's still you know six weeks away, but... We aren't going to have a chance to talk more about March Madness, so how about we spend the next 10 minutes just kind of going through... Yeah, I'm good with that. Going through March Madness. Uh-huh. So, uh, it's uh, Selection Sunday is this Sunday. Really exciting time. Um, I took off both uh, Thursday and Friday, so uh, go me. Love the first two rounds of the, the uh, tournament. First two rounds of the tournament are easily the best. Yeah, it's it's great basketball it's, it's just it's, it's not even that it's great basketball and it is but it's more that there are games literally 24 just, hours a day for across like four well, it's channels just, it's four games on at one time and you're yeah. just flipping and, and each game one game ends and you flip right to another game that's right down to the wire yep you know you don't know anything about these teams so all you're going for is, is what you fill down on your bracket or hoping for an upset Anytime that 11's, you know, beating up on a five or something like that, you're just – you're not even beating up, but it's a close game. You pull for the 11. Yeah. Usually you're like, ah, screw the bracket, you know, and, you know, you just go for the upsets, and it's just it's just so much fun to watch. And, and Because inevitably, when you're dealing with that many teams, there's always going to be a couple of those. 
Like, oh, yeah. I mean, like, they, it's just inevitable. I mean, there's going to be a couple of those, like, down to the wire. And maybe they win the next round, or maybe two low seeds win, and somebody ends up in a sweet 16, and then all of a sudden it's a Cinderella story that everybody gets behind. Cinderella story. Cinderella story. <laughs> came out of nowhere. Former Greasekeeper. Could have used about a tree iron. There's already been an upset <laughs> in the uh, mini tournaments. TCU, right? Uh, TCU beats Kansas. Kansas, number yeah. one team in the nation. Of course, we know locally that Villanova is number two. Good. What yeah, they're going to th- be number one now, I guess. Yeah, you think Villanova? Well, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Villanova is well, going to be a one seed in the East, right? Regardless. But, but it, it, it. Well, yeah, and it matters, I guess, region wise, and and if you're going to be closer to home and stuff like that, I guess. But yeah, but I mean, Villanova is going to be a one seed in the East, and Kansas is going to be a one seed in the South, regardless of what happens. Right, like right. So, and and they're yeah, they're not going to be in the same region anyway. So, what's the difference, right? But, right, you know, it'd be kind of cool to have Villanova become the number one seed overall. You know, yes, yeah. but I mean, it doesn't mean anything. But. And the seedings, the second seed, the, the the number two seed teams typically a local regional team. So if 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 there's a team that's in the eastern side, it's probably going to be somebody that's. Uh, it's probably going to be another. Um, you know, it doesn't matter whether they're five or eight; they're going to be in the east, and they're going to be, you know, seated because they're going to get a, a, you know, a good, you know location for their teams too so um i guess we have what um kansas will probably be a one in the south um east will probably be villanova north carolina by, is the, be by, a one. by the way not to cut you off uh, josh hart won big east player of the year uh for villanova well deserved i mean pretty awesome yeah, 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 yeah. the guy had a fantastic year uh he'll be an uh, i think he's gonna be a first round draft pick this year he's gonna be lower yeah he's gonna be somewhere in like the 25 to 30 range i think not bad. Nice shot. I mean, yeah. he, you know, he's he's done a lot for that team this year. It'll be the first Villanova player taken in the first round since um Kittles? No, 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 no. Since Lowry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, they had that team with yeah, Allen sorry. Foy and, yeah, and, you're right. and yeah. you know, Lowry. Um so yeah. I actually I, forgot he played for Villanova. Yeah. Yeah, he's been damn, he became a damn good player. Yeah. Um, I think Carolina, North Carolina, I think might be the other one. too. I don't know where they're going to play. And then Gonzaga will be the one in the West. Yeah. Um, so because we're not. Oh, no, no. You know what? Kansas will be one in the Midwest and, and Carolina will be one in the South. Because we're not going to be on the air next week. Um, out of those teams, do you think any of them have an early exit through the first weekend? Through the first weekend? Yes. Um, well, I mean, obviously we don't know the bracket, so it's tough to say, but, um, Oof. Um, Kansas losing to TCU. They've, they've played a lot of close games this year. I, I, I think that – I would say if anybody would be Kansas. That's my guess. I think Gonzaga loses early. I think Gonzaga – They have one loss on the year, it, but they haven't been tested. I get Right. That. I think Gonzaga maybe – they won the first game. I think Gonzaga loses their second or, or – yeah, but I don't, I, don't, I don't know if they survived the first weekend. Um, Gonzaga's never had good success in the tournament. Except for, like, what, three, four years ago? Did they even make the – I don't even think they made the Final Four, though. No, they didn't. But they were not a top team, and they ended up making it to, what, the Elite Eight, I think it was. Maybe, but they were probably, like, a three seed or something. I mean, they've, they've the always same been year as, uh, I guess it was the same year as VCU. It was that same season. Okay. Gonzaga and VCU went deep. I thought that was UConn. Giggity. <laughs> Giggity. Giggity. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that those. Uh, I, I. So you have Kansas. I've. I think Gonzaga. So 
That's that's my and obviously everybody always talks. About, I mean, Villanova is obviously the darling from last year, but they've they've had a lot of poor success and they don't have a real big team. So I mean, they, if they if they have a bad shooting season, do you, do you that'll think, be that could be it. Is that crab on that thing? It's like a Monte Cristo sandwich. Okay, well we'll be posting that story soon. Yeah. Um, so who do you think? Again, it's tough because we don't have the brackets. We don't have the selection Sunday. It's still a couple days away. Which, by the way, you know, Dale is saving his time Sunday. And, uh, you know, you're thinking spring. Think spring, right? And we have fucking snow on the ground. And we're about to get pounded next week. Bad. Giggity. So. <laughs> giggity. Double giggity. 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 <laughs> fucking right in the pussy. So it's going to be a... Uh, it's going to be, it's gonna be a rough, uh, rough week next week here in, in this area in Philly. Um, do you have a team in mind that you think will win it all? You know, it'd be interesting having Carolina and um, Nova playing the championship again. Hmm. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be fun to get a rematch. Oh, that would be pretty cool. And I think I think Villanova wins again. Okay, I, um, I, I like Nova to match up against them. I haven't done enough research to be honest. I don't know who's. This next one is your girlfriend's Sorry, favorite down. song. I don't know what the. Oh my god, I remember this. So. I, 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 I haven't followed. The Beastie Boys, actually. It's Liz Still uh, anniversary. No, that would have been. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, if Carolina has a big. You know, I could see them probably win the picture, so that's. Jesus. Um, so I'll, I'll go Carolina, I guess. Okay. So Carolina to win it. Who are the other two seeds? Who's, who's the other teams that are... Purdue. Purdue could win it. Yeah, Purdue's up in the top ten, right? So they could be a, they could be one of those teams. I never heard his... Beginning of the party. Why are you playing this? What's that? What are you playing? This is, um... This is Goat and your mom. And, um... Looking at me, I got nothing. There. You said I remember this song, or something. because he played it last week. Oh, you weren't here oh, last week. Right. Yeah. See, I haven't heard this song. So I got to play the other. Hold on, I got to play. I got to play the song that I played last week. Though. We're, we're over. No, I already did that. You just one. did that one. Yeah, I already did that one. See, I don't remember that one. Dude, you got to put something else on. What? What's the matter with it? It's over. The show's it's over. Terrible. I mean. <laughs> What are you gonna do about it? It's over here. Show's over. There's some dude like doing cartwheels in the. All right. <laughs> yes, that's okay. So, on that note, <laughs> again, there's no show next week. This is not the video I was looking for, but this will work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's gonna have to. <laughs> So anyway, yes. <laughs> now that Sean's completely lost his train of thought. Well, well, next week there's no show. Next week no show, but the following week, Naked Brewing. Next week, Naked Brewing. No, Mark the following week. Why do applause? Because we're playing the YouTube thing. <laughs> I did yeah. hear that last part, right? right. Yeah, that's March 24th. Send off. For- <laughs> Still like it better than the cat song.
way on the other side. <laughs> Penis. Guilty slide makes sense too. <laughs>